Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Hey, blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 25 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated. We are who you thought we were. That's why you took the damn field. We are who you thought we were, and you let us off the hook. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the hope of getting yourself where you want to be physically, and by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. This is franchise episode number 343 all-time. I am Kurt Day, and I'm joined by Bill Ponder and Jeff Price. And we'll be breaking down tonight's game between the Blues and Rangers. There is a Jeff Price. There, there, you did not there, know that. there is a Jeff Price. Yeah. <laughs> another another member of the goalie union. Yes, there you go. Uh, so we break it down the game tonight between the Blues and Rangers, as well as a multitude of other things going on in the hockey world. Don't forget to find us on every social media platform, including Friendster. We are dual live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So hello to the live audience, and thanks for joining us. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Licking the wounds after a roller coaster of a game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, about the same. Doesn't, you know, doesn't help my mood that I worked the entire, all the way through that game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm I'm upset, Um, but I'm not going to leave it all out here on on the podcast i'll have i'll I'll say my piece you know you know i was at this is gonna sound so ridiculous and it's gonna sound ridiculous 
I was more mad about the end of this game than I was the Montreal game. Maybe it's just because Montreal was like lulling me to sleep and I was just like, oh, whatever, they lost. Like, I don't know. Tonight, it was like, I felt like they had it in the bag and they made some terrible plays in the third period that led to a good Rangers team taking advantage. So it's not as maddening as maddening as the Montreal loss, I guess. But for whatever reason, for me, it just it struck a chord with me tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not just, dis, I'm disappointed in the loss. Obviously, I'm not, you know, uh, angry about it. Like after you know the game against Montreal or New Jersey, uh, the Rangers are a much better team in their building. Um, they had lost uh, a couple games in a row, so last one to Vancouver. So they're looking to to bounce back. Uh, I I thought the Blues played a uh, a good game uh, for what first two periods. Um, I don't know. The third yeah, I thought they dominated not... play for a lot of yeah. the game. Yeah, I, I was uh, just waiting for that first goal to come through, and then and then uh, I was you know they should be okay, and that happened, and then all of a sudden in the third period. Kind of fell apart yeah we'll we'll break down the game a little bit more detail but um yeah for me it was it, it, i don't even want to say i'm mad at the team or anything it was just kind of a and ma- again maybe it's just because the game was more exciting than that montreal game but i found myself being a little more angry a few more curse words leaving my mouth when uh when the blues lost this one but we'll get into that we'll, we'll get into that yeah, a little bit yeah it's great game great game yeah um, great game but there was definitely yelling definitely yes. yelling at the tv <laughs> yes yeah. there was yeah yep uh so yeah well, there's a little bit of a change tonight in case you didn't notice uh i am your host tonight uh we just we there was some talk that kurt might not be able to make seeing the game live so he thought well i might not be able to make the show so we had already kind of pivoted and decided i'd take the lead tonight so uh that's why you're going to hear my voice leading things off so sorry to those of you who love to hear Kurt Price's voice when you first open the show. And there are at least two or three. Um, well, your mother and your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me. Yeah. And you. Mm-hmm. So three. Yeah. Three. Yep. You know, That's poor better. Bill. He's never been able to lead the show off before. One of these days we should make him. <clears throat> <laughs> that that will be an <laughs> epic show. <laughs> Uh, watch me stumble all over the, you know, often vaccinated, never duplicated <laughs> intro that you guys pull off seamlessly. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. That's true. That's... <laughs> uh, a couple comments we'll get to real quick. Uh, Ken Morris, our friend over in um, Nova Scotia, says... Uh, Jeff and Kurt switched wings, centered by Mr. Day. So how do you feel about playing center, Bill? Uh, is that a position you've ever played before? It is. It is. But I'm, I'm nowhere near the face-off artiste as uh, Mr. Price. But I, I think I did fill in once or twice. He got booted from a draw. Mm. Oh, I can't remember getting I'm, booted, I'm, but I'm sure it happened. Keith yeah. Price. Uh, Bill, Bill leading a show... Game. Bill leading a show is like Ringo Starr singing. (laughs) So you're the Ringo of this trio, apparently. This is the Yellow Submarine show. (laughs) I was going to go Octopus's Garden. Oh, 
that's also that's that's, that's one of my favorite uh, yeah, trade secret that's one of my favorite beatles fan trolls <clears throat> oh i love octopus garden in the shade one of my favorite—I don't know why this this is not relevant at all—but one of my favorite Simpsons lines was when uh, Lisa was going to—it uh, was like a futuristic episode. She was going to marry a British guy, and um, uh, Homer was talking to the British guy's dad, and he's like, "You know what movie I love? Octopussy. I must have seen that movie twice." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so official beers of episode number 343. Oh, this is going to be weird because I'm going to be leading off. Um, you can follow each of us on the untapped app. Uh, you can find me over at jponder94, Kirk Price is at cprice12, and Bill Day is at billybluenote33. Uh, and uh, yeah, so for me, because we have to lead off because that's what we've done all season, the Blues are having a good year. So I'm just going to keep talking. Urban Underdog, which is a great a American lager from Urban Chestnut. Um, the That's wife Lager and I were for the Lakers. What's that? It's Lager for the Lakers. Oh yes, Lager, of course. <laughs> um, the wife and I were out at a restaurant, and I told her to order a beer for me. And I went got went to the bathroom, and uh, she ordered me an, an Urban Underdog, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you knew I liked that. And she goes, well, I figured. You never buy it at home, but when we go out, you always get it. And I'm like, that is true. Why do I do that? So I thought I'm going to go. I'm specifically going to Fryer Tuck to pick up some Urban Underdog. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. So you're drinking a lager, and uh, which reminds me of a Friends episode that I saw, I believe, yesterday. It's the one where Paul Rudd is on the show, and he goes over and hangs out with Ross one evening, and they're bored to death. And uh, oh, yeah. uh, Paul Rudd brings over beer. And uh, I think he goes, oh, and he goes, would you like a beer? Oh, yes. And he goes, well, it's not a beer. It's a lager. And yeah. Ross is like, what's the difference? And Paul Rudd goes, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, a lager is beer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's weird to me. And they had a whole conversation about how, yeah, they, what's the definition of a lager? And I'm like, and oh, okay. But it's are, still beer. They said something like, um, is lager a be- is lager beer? Or is it separate or something like that? I remember that conversation and just laughing at yep. it because I'm like, yep. come on, guys. And I was like, I was like, God. <laughs> Bill is So that. this would be Bill. Right. Yes, Bill. Oh, my turn. My turn, huh? All right. So mine is Fresh Batch Cinnamon Roll Pastry Stout from uh, Toplin Goliath. It's really, really thick and very cinnamony. It, mm. It's a sipper. It, it's it's not something that um, I'm I'm not going to have any more beer than this tonight because it's going to take a while. It's good, but yeah, a lot going on. You held that can up to the camera, and I thought it was a uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air can. It just had that yeah. font look of it, right? And and that's urban, that's uh, what they're going for. Yeah, right. Oh, is it uh, okay? The, the they, urban uh, urban uh, 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 oh yeah stuff? yeah I see yeah. that nice graffiti. Graffiti. Graffiti, is that what you're going for? That's yeah, the term I was looking for, right? Yeah. Uh, far so be it for me to uh, proper identify the, so use the proper nomenclature proper. for things. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't have a, a beer. I have a beverage, though. I have an RC Coca-Cola 
<laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. It's RC very, on the rocks. Nice. So I, uh, I was up there drinking it while uh, RC Coco. I was watching the game and had to rush down here to uh, jump on as to uh, make the show not too late. And uh, I didn't grab a beer. So I've got my, I've got my RC Coca-Cola. Why don't you uh, go get yourself a beer? Bill and I can handle some I, today in blues history. It's, it's okay. That's all right. All right. I'm good. This, this show I, I got a beer fridge much, right behind me. If I want to, I could grab one. But. This show is much better to listen to when you've been drinking. Uh, I haven't had a sugar mm. high in a while. Maybe that'd be better. Oh, let me know how that goes. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, mm-hmm. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the movie Waiting. Ooh, mm, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie Waiting? Yes, of yeah. course. Okay. I'm a former course. server. Of course. I, okay. I saw this. I saw that movie. It was like a year after I quit serving for about two years. And, oh, yeah. man, uh, that related it's, way too much. Way too much. Ter- yeah, <laughs> terrifyingly accurate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not so much the, you know balls in the kitchen but uh, uh other stuff yeah a lot of it with the, with we the should make our own customers and stuff we <laughs> should make our own crazy. penis showing game right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get kicked off youtube yeah that's uh yeah mm-hmm. the the stuff now i never mess with anyone's food but i will say i did see people mess with other yeah. people's food a I never lot yeah yeah oh i never did either but i did see someone Somebody was being a complete a hole, d hole in the rest in the in the dining area, and I saw a a busboy uh, do something to a glass uh, before he gave them their water. So yeah, I was like, oh dude, don't. He did. <laughs> yeah, and if you ever uh, send something back because you feel like it uh, it's too cold, it's literally going straight into the microwave. That's all they do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if if, uh, if your steak is too cold and, and it comes back 30 seconds later, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yep. There's something there. Uh, so today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History account, uh, for today, March 2nd, 2022, in 1976, Barkley Plager steps down as the captain, Red Berenson, uh, named the captain of the St. Louis Blues. And if you were to check out our friend uh, STL Blues History, he had a nice little uh, 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 article, I guess, that was from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch included. Um, one of the things that he said was, uh, this was uh, Mr. Player talking, I have been proud to be captain of the Blues, but I believe there are others on the team who right now could do better, could do a better job and supply more leadership I've been having enough troubles on my own lately and don't feel I can carry out my duties as captain as well as I should when I'm worrying about my own performance so much. If only Dallas Drake would have done that. Yes, <laughs> after game one. <laughs> um, you don't, that's not, I, I, you don't really hear about this. I mean, this is kind of a, it seems like a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost on par with, uh, not to the same degree, but when Stan Musial had an off season, he gave back part of the, his money that he earned that season because he didn't feel he lived up to his contract. So he returned a portion of it, something like 20% or something. And uh, that, that's unheard of and and probably wouldn't be allowed today. No. <laughs> in right. baseball. Collective bargaining agreement would completely not allow that. But that there's nothing thing. stopping a player from writing the owner a check either. I mean, really. Right. Right? I mean, it couldn't be. I mean, it's a gift 
Mm, yeah, yeah, probably conflict of interest and IRS rules and stuff like that, but yeah, but I mean, you get taxed on it, right? It's a gift of over twenty-five grand or whatever the rule is. But other than that, whatever. Interesting stuff. Yeah, we we see the C taken away from captains. I remember uh, Mike Madonna, yeah. Brendan Morrow, that happening. But a guy f- flat out stepping down as captain—that's uh, that's yeah. kind of unheard of. Yeah, no, it's, stuff is not like it used to be. No. Uh, so definitely not. Phone is ringing. Let me turn that off. Oops. Uh, boy, what a terrible podcast this is. Uh, March 2nd, 1991, Brett Hall became only the third NHL player to score 70 goals in back to back seasons in a 4 4 tie versus the Philadelphia Flyers. There's a video clip of the tweet uh, that has the 70th goal and also a goal scored by Craig Baruby, who's uh, Blues head coach, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Uh, Wait, Craig Chief? Chief? He played hockey? The Chief, yes. Mm. He's resilient. Uh, March 2nd, 1992, Curtis Joseph set the St. Louis Blues record with 26 saves in the third period. 26 saves in the third period. You heard that correctly. Brett Hall recorded a hat trick and became only the second Blues player with 100 points in three straight seasons in the St. Louis Blues 5-3 win over the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Included in this tweet uh, was a couple newspaper clippings. Joseph Says Blues was was one of the, was basically the header of the the story, which which is crazy, right? Like, can you imagine a a team, a guy gets a hat trick now, scores 100 points in in the game, like his 100th point, but that's not even the headline of the game? That's uh, that's kind of that's nuts. That just goes to show you how good Curtis Joseph was at his prime. Yeah, and and this is back in you know ninety, the early nineties, where you know, hundred points scorers were, you know, there was a, a ten of them, you know, in Very, the league. So right, commonplace. Lots more scoring. So yep, having a goalie post that many saves in a game was would have been insane. You expect them to give up maybe five six goals in that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love Joseph. great game. Man. Yeah, Love Joseph. just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you guys remember when we had good goalies on this team? I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, <laughs> I wish they just trade them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, trade who's speaking? Though. Speaking of good goalies, huh? Chucky Sideburns, nice. Is he sporting the blue Chucky new... Sideburns shirt? Yeah, you can get it over at the Springfield Thunderbirds store. They've got a uh, the pretty sweet Chucky Sideburns uh, shirt. I, I pre-ordered it the day it went up. I was like, yep, I want that. Made sure I got it. Uh, but I think that I read they have more. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, if you're on the podcast, tune in right now. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, here it is. Podcast yep. listeners can't see it. Yep, too bad. <laughs> too bad. Still can't see it. That's why you want to watch us. <laughs> Um, you're sporting quite, you're decked out in quite the powder blue. Yeah. Well, I, this is one of my, the, the only hat I bought this season and I, I love this one. It's, it's the old school blues logo. So mm-hmm. yeah, quite the powder blue. I was going to wear a normal shirt, but I thought, no, I got to wear Chucky sideburns. I mean, you just got it. You got to. Yeah. I was just going to say that's beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got to show off <laughs> Chucky sideburns. Mm-hmm. I love this shirt. Uh, I almost ordered a couple of them. Just because I thought it was such a cool look. 
Uh, March 2nd, 1999, Kelly Chase scored two goals in 33 seconds and had an assist. Only multi-goal and second three-point game in the NHL for Chase. Blues won that one 5-1 to one over the Nashville Predators, which uh, that was their inaugural season. That was probably like third or fourth time the Blues played. No offense to Kelly Chase, but uh, that just goes to goes to show you how bad those uh, Predators probably were that first season. That just shows to go, yeah. yeah. I wonder if he, did he, uh, 1999, I'm trying to think about, did we have any Russian teammates? Did he have any Russian teammates oh, on that team? Just kind of, oh, just trying to He's already going there. He's going there. Uh, um, <laughs> Yuri I mean, Himlov. I, I, I didn't make that bet. Someone else did. He did. Was it so, Yuri? I mean, uh, Pokorov. 99. Uh, Prokhorov? No, that's after Prokhorov. No, I know. No. This is... Yeah. 99. Uh... Himalev. Himalev was oh, what? That, that was, was 96. Year too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so no. this is uh, this is March. This is the second half of the season. So this is 99. This is 98-99. So if I look up that roster, we got... Uh, Bartechko. Bartechko? No, nah, he's lucky. No. Slovakia. You're right. He is. Uh, Friend of the show. Russians. No Russians on that team. Good. So. That's the way it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, oh, I can't Mar- wait. Can't wait for that. <laughs> March 2nd, 2000, Pavel Dimitra scored his 100th career goal, and Lubos Partechko, friend of Let's Go Blues Radio, scored two goals as the St. Louis Blues tied an NHL record with their 10th straight road win in a 5-2 victory over who? That's right, folks, the Atlanta Thrashers. I blame Ken Wilson for me not being sure how to pronounce his last name. Barteshko, Barteko, 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 and Hecht were ones that took a while right. for the broadcast crew right. to pick Yoke up on. Hecht. Yeah. Hecht, Hecht. Yeah. It's like, good yeah. Lord. Talk, talk to the players and uh, figure it out. Figure it out. Friend of the right. show, Ken right. Wilson. Yeah, friend of the show, show Wilson. talk to the players before the game and hey you know, you know i mean do but, what you're supposed to do right so you know how to pronounce players names whatever friend of the show friend, friend of, the show. of the show i love ken wilson i just I, it's a uh, I, I, if there were ever a love-hate relationship with a broadcaster i think yeah. ken wilson's it for me uh love the guy also god damn it ken wilson <laughs> <laughs> so weird i get it i get it uh, we'll be uh, talking about the Blues game uh, between the Blues and Rangers in Madison Square Garden. Uh, but first, let's hear from our friends over at rockinthatidlife.com. You don't live your life like the guy you see at the gym powerlifting seven days a week. You also don't live it like the cycling class instructor or the vegan who gets her steps every day. So why go to the vitamin store and try the same stuff they're using and hope it meets your needs? Newsflash, it doesn't. RockinThatIDLife.com is here to help you better understand how you respond to food and exercise. Their supplements are developed to make sure you're using quality products you can trust to achieve the results that are meaningful 
goal to you? Is your goal to improve overall energy, achieve deeper sleep, lose or gain weight? The answer to all of those options? Rockin' That ID Life can help. Our friend Dustin at rockinthatidlife.com is here to help you do life better and achieve your goals, not someone else's. Get started today by visiting rockinthatidlife.com or emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and start your betterment journey today. We, uh, we got some comments I know going here in the YouTube chat. I forgot to mention to you fine gentlemen that I do not have Facebook pulled up. So uh, if one of you wants to maybe pull that up well, and see if we have any friends that are chatting all over this, there. All this damn computer will pull up as Friendster for me. I'm not, I got to work on something here. Oh, Friendster, man. It just keeps getting us. I mean, okay, I, I can open up Friendster and Google, and I can open up uh, MySpace on Netscape Navigator. Uh, other than that, I'm kind of screwed. Okay, well, you could probably pull up uh, my something else in AltaVista as well. AltaVista. So, yeah, don't yeah. forget that. Let me, let, me, let me use Dogpod to find that. And and, uh, and do, you could try Ask Jeeves, too. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Oh, God. I, always, <laughs> I never liked Ask Jeeves, even when it was like in its heyday. Hated it. Always hated it. Yeah, not a fan either. Yeah. And a dog pile was the way to go. Dog what was pile. the what was the browser you had to pay for? Opera. Uh, you could pay Opera. For it. You can get it for free, yeah. but you were it was it was it was encouraged to donate. I guess. Uh, uh, is Opera still a thing? So a browser, Opera. Sure it is. Uh, Ken Morris says uh, Kurt's drinking RC Cola straight. That's right. He's a no, he's a madman, folks. It's on the rock. I mean, straight. Yeah. Not not neat, not up. It's on the rocks. RC Coca-Cola. Say it right. RC Coca-Cola. Matt Harris <laughs> says, uh, Jeff out here bullying the audio listeners. Yeah, that's right. That's why you need to tune in, folks. Not only do you get to look at three attractive dudes and their great backgrounds, but you get to see awesome attire that we wear, too. Uh, let's see. Whoa, there's a lot of uh, Putin talk going on. I don't know if we want to mention any of that. Uh, let's see. Okay. For a specific uh, part of the show, we'll get. Yeah, we are going to get to that a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Let's see. Um, yeah. But I do like what Ken Morris says. Putin plays hockey. He once scored seven or eight goals in a scrimmage with Russian pros. Did you watch the clips from that, Ken Morris? Um, is he is he being is he joking? Because I mean, no, he's got it. Joking, was a lot. Right? It it happened. No, no, no. no, no. Happened, I, I know it happened, but, but, I'm, I but I'm not sure. Does he understand right. that everyone let right. him score? He he looked like a. Right, you know, a, a beer leaguer yeah. out there. If a so. if a defenseman, if a defenseman were to step up on him on accident and like run his shoulder into his head, do you think he's instantly sniped on the ice, or do you think they at least wait until the end of the oh. game? I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to understand uh, Putin's <laughs> world over there. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, one of my favorite things in the last week was somebody posted. Um, he was doing a victory lap. There's video of him doing a victory lap. And uh, there was carpet laid out by the penalty box, <laughs> yeah. and he skated right out to it and fell on his face. Yep. Oh, he doesn't like that one. video being out there. Fine, <laughs> no. it's lovely. And I remember when that came out, people were literally saying, "Like, yeah, whoever laid that carpet out, they're not with us anymore." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and whoever posted that video to the internet, they're not with us here anymore. Yeah, right. Be no. careful if you like this video; you might not be with us anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, the big 
big point of tonight's show is uh, today's really big shoe uh, is uh, Blues and Rangers played tonight in Madison Square Garden. Uh, so the last time the Blues were in New York, uh, that was right when the pandemic was starting to hit. Uh, they New were York in the, City. New York City. Uh, they were in uh, New York to play the Rangers on March 3rd, 2020. So two years ago tomorrow. Uh, then flew to Anaheim for what would be the last game of the regular season of that year. And and again, we've referenced this before, but people talk about, oh, the Blues, you know, they haven't been good since the Cup year, and Bennington wasn't great the year after the Cup win, and uh, they were in first place in the West when this happened. So I, I, they I, were I, still I, playing great hockey at this point. I think I think you know, I think uh, it's when you hear someone sitting uh, rattle off that kind of comment so okay i i know where you stand on the hierarchy of uh of intelligence level as far as like the conversation we're going to have um hockey wise because you're you're going off uh i don't know what you're going off of but probably social media comments from people i guess so robert bertuzzo played in his 350th game as a blue uh so this is coming off which we will talk about just because it's fun to talk about how the blues beat the blackhawks we'll get into that game in a little bit we wanted to get into this one first uh so coming off this there was a little bit of question who would be in net for this game uh jordan bennington has been great in his past two starts uh getting wins against philadelphia and chicago and, uh, you know, obviously, Huso's been been just fine lately as well. So uh, going into this game, guys, who did you think was going to get the start? I thought it was going to be Huso. The reason why I thought so is because he and Shesterkin are kind of like the the darlings of the goalie world right now outside of Andre Vasilevsky, right? And Vasilevsky's a known quantity. But the seasons that Shesterkin and Huso are putting up are insane. So I was hoping to see a head-to-head duel. I did not expect to uh, see this many goals scored on them, but that's who I expected going into the game. Same. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know. I could have uh, totally understood either way um, who Bruby uh, uh, would have went with. But uh, when it was announced as Huso was the starter, I was like, "This is good." I, I, you know, you got uh, Shosturkin and Huso, two of the best, the better goalies in NHL this season so far, uh, going head to head. Love it. Let's do it. Um, it uh, I, no issues with that whatsoever. I wouldn't have had an issue with Bennington and Ned either. I get it. Uh, it would have been the same kind of thing. But I think, you know, it was it was said that uh, they had this mapped out. It wasn't like a a decision they were making on the fly. Uh, they had, you know, they decided game a number of games ago who was going to start in this game. So, yeah, and that it's it was already orchestrated. And I think just looking at even just coming out of the break, even if it was mapped out that much, which I doubt it was, you're given Huso this game because of the just the the struggles Bennington had, and uh, you know you're letting Bennington get the the start against Chicago. I was even thinking he might get the start against Buffalo on Friday. But uh, you know, obviously that went to uh, that went to Huso as well. But uh, yeah, I, I think this was the right call too. I agree. Um, you know, it's the first really good Blues opponent that we've seen even since coming out of break, really. Um, and I was a little afraid about the pace of this game going in. I thought going in, I'm like, Blues have had some pretty shit opponents, you know. And yeah, they've lost a couple games, but I thought, you know. 
they're going to have to really ramp their game up a little bit to play the the Rangers style. They they're a big team. They like to hit, and they're also quick. Um, but honestly, I thought coming out of the gate, I thought Blues played them, you know, tip for tap, and things were things were looking good. But I think the only oh go ahead. Well, I was going to say the only the the only uh, uh, I think it may have thrown a wrench in the works, maybe because of Bennington. Throwing a shutout last game. That's what I was gonna say about that. Um, yeah. To oh, alter the plan because hey, he just pitched a shutout, so uh, we'll give him the start here in New York. That that was the only, you know, if they're gonna veer from the plan, that would have done it a shutout. But so yeah. apparently not. Anyway, uh, Alexis, uh, uh, Alexa, Dad, right? No, no, no. Sorry, Maxim Lapierre. No, wait, Ian Lapierre. No, Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, scores at 8.55 of the first. Uh, the Rangers rushed in. Huso made a, a save. The puck goes back to the point. Uh, Ranging Norris defensive uh, defenseman, uh, winner, Adam Fox, put it back on net. Huso kicked out the rebound to the low slot, and Lafreniere uh, dragged in the rebound. The only issue I had with this one was I thought Krug's body position was not good. Um He's trying to body up Lafreniere in front, which I get. You know, and Krug's not a, a big lumbering defenseman, so he typically does a pretty good job with that considering his body size. But I feel like he he gave him the entire other side of the net. Um, you gotta you gotta body out, you gotta be able to to keep your body in between the puck and the player. And uh, I just thought with his position there, that just wasn't gonna happen. And you're just hoping Huso can swallow that rebound, but Unfortunately, that's not what happened. He, I, uh, the, the shot comes in and, you know, I, Krug's kind of, you know, half turning to get out of the way of the shot or whatever um, and loses, you know, Lafreniere. So, I mean, and he just kind of, he kind of rolls off Krug and then uh, sweeps in the rebound. So, I mean, it, it, I would have loved to have seen Krug uh, tie, tie him up, but it, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, that was. I agree with you, Jeff. The, the only issue I had with that was Krug losing Lafreniere around the net. That's you know, when the shot comes in, he spins away and Lafreniere cr- curls off Krug and and is there for the rebound. So, and we, you know, we say that. Oh, go ahead, Bill. I was going to say the the problem I had with this one was actually um, we paid the price again for having Thomas and Tarasenko in the same unit in the defensive zone Tarasenko just threw the puck up of the boards. Um, mm-hmm. and Thomas wasn't, they weren't in sync. Um, puck goes back to the point and, and Fox does a good job, you know, getting in position to take that shot. I thought it was very poor puck management by Tarasenko just to throw it over the boards and, and, you know, basically just created a turnover. But yeah, I, I agree with you guys in terms of the, the positioning and it was, you know, Lafreniere was the number one pick, you know, because he's a skilled player and he's got great hockey IQ, and he just outsmarted and outplayed Krug and uh, Huso on that play. Yeah, and it's it's a bang bang play. You know, it's it's not like you know the puck was just sitting there and Krug had no idea where it was. I mean, it's a it's off his pad and it's right back into the net because, like you said, Lafreniere is just so skilled. Um, so it's it's it's. It's kind of, I guess, in a way, being nitpicky about Krug's positioning because, you know, if the shot does come the other side, then that puck's not getting the Lafreniere at all. But uh, just because of the shot placement and because of the the kind of poor positioning by Krug, that's what leads to the goal. Um, so 
<clears throat> it's just, it's a tough goal to give up, but you know it's a nice goal for the the New York Rangers. They uh they they played a, a they played that very well. I just rewatched the the goal bill. It was a good catch on that as uh Tarasenko just kind of throws it to the corner and 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 it's almost like he expects Thomas to peel up the boards, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And Thomas kind of peels towards the corner, and the puck just 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 slides helplessly to the point where then it's put on net. So yeah, that was a that was a miscommunication there by Tarasenko and Thomas. Uh, looks like in the chat, Bill, uh, Jay Ben Hat, who is, might be a new live listener, uh, he says that play was on 91. He threw a blind pass up the boards. So he agrees with you. I don't think it was a blind pass. I think it was a miscommunication between him and, and Thomas. He went mm-hmm. to bank it off the boards and, and expected Thomas to curl the boards, and he didn't. So I think that it was just a miscommunication, which is, I mean, you know, apples. it's the splitting hairs there as far as what the reasoning was, but it was just a bad play. Yeah, to me, it, it just it seems like they tend to be out of sync when they're in the defensive zone as to what what's going to happen with the puck. And you know, there are there are more, at least to you know the the eye test, there seem to be more turnovers. I I, I don't have the stats to back it up, but seem when they are. Uh, in handling the puck in the uh, defensive zone, and they're both on the ice, that you know we do tend to have more um, miscommunication uh, and just turnover uh, turnovers result. So, yeah, and one this, of these days so, I'm going to have enough time to look at stats and back myself up. But yeah, that wasn't tonight. <laughs> Maybe not in a post game show. That's kind of hard to do. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, and I thought. You know, after this goal, I thought the Blues responded well. They had some great opportunities. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Buchnevich, I'm sure. Bill and I kind of agreed on something before the show started. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thought overall they they came back. They played well. They were controlling the zone a lot. A uh, little bit of overpassing, if you ask me. There was a lot of plays where it was, okay, the puck's on their stick, and, and they're looking for the extra pass to, to put it in an empty net. But sometimes – like anyone who's played the game knows if you're down one, nothing you're getting pressure in the zone. Sometimes just throw it on the net and good things will happen. So they weren't doing that. Oh, go ahead. And, and I was just say they, they, and they were, they, they pointed out on, on the national broadcast too. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm thinking, yeah, I, they, they, that's, that's happening, but that's been happening all season with this. That's just the way they play. They, mm-hmm. they pass a lot. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it results in pretty goals and sometimes you're left being frustrated that they didn't take the shot when they had it, a, a good scoring chance. Um, now, if that pass gets through um, and, you know, and it results in a goal, that's obviously a good decision, duh. But um, seeing, seeing a play like, okay, so I was a passer when I played, uh, loved pass first mentality, um, but I also shot too. But I, I I understand the logic where, you know, oh, I, I got a good chance to score here, but there's a guy over there. If I can get it through, he's got an even better chance to score. And so you tr- you go with the better chance, even though it's a low percentage pass, maybe. I, I get the desire. It's like a it's like, oh, it's a it's a hard thing to pass up as a as a playmaker to uh, see a better scoring chance, but it's a tough pass to get through. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it's it's rough, and I and it, it's like hindsight being twenty twenty. Oh, they didn't score there; they should have shot sooner. And which is true. It's just a, it's a rough situation for guys who like to make uh, plays. So yep, yep. Um. So in yeah, the second, and, and oh, go ahead, Bill. 
I was just going to say, it, it's one thing, you know, it, we, we noticed that happening in the first period and, and, you know, the announcers were calling out, you know, the Blues is making that one too many pass. And, and that's great. You have the rest of the game to learn. But I think what bit us in the third period to foreshadow things is that they didn't learn from it and kept trying to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. But and again, they've been in all season. I think that's yeah. that's my my take is that it's just the way this team is. We, I don't think they're going to stop doing it. I mean, uh, Ruby's been critical about that too. Got to shoot more. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and it's not it's not, not just now. it's not just the usual suspects either. It's not like O'Reilly and and Thomas. They're the only guys that are guilty of it. It's it's Bujnevich. It's Tarasenko. It's 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 Bujnevich a lot. Yeah, he, he's a, I he, mean, it's, it's Thomas it's and Bushnevich, Bushnevich. The two guys I would single out. Yeah, yep. and Bushnevich, the spotlight was on him tonight because yep. he's back yeah. in New York, and it was like he—it was almost like he just didn't want to shoot. Well, he had that opportunity, which I wanted to talk about here with the second period. He had that breakaway, and Shesh Durkin made an unbelievable save. He tried to do like the kind of Forsberg move, the one-handed. I don't think he really had the room to try and pull that move off, but he did pull it off. And I think on a lot of goalies that still sneaks through, but it went through his five hole. And then like, as it's reaching his feet, uh, Shesh Durkin kicks it out with his, uh, I guess it was his left leg yeah. and uh, keeps the score at, at one, nothing. But yeah, that was, I thought when I saw him going on the breakaway, I'm like, okay, this is where Buchnevich shoves it down the Rangers throat. And that was yeah. kind of a broken a broken breakaway uh, move too, because he was going for the the reach the reach out backhand tuck in move. Uh, the Forsberg, and it, yeah. yeah, and it slid off his stick early and went through his legs, which almost worked out. Um, unless he was faking and doing that, but I doubt that was the case. You never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, you That's, know, I, it, it, that would have been Datsukian if he yeah. was faking there. Yes, yeah. agree. And speaking of speaking of the Blues, like shooting more, and they they're, they're second in the West in goals scored behind Colorado. Um, so it, it, they they don't they they pass too much. They pass up good scoring opportunities a little too much, uh, I think. But the thing is that they they score a lot of goals still, and a result of that overpassing maybe they're scoring more goals because of that. I'm just tossing that out there. Maybe they, maybe they don't score as many goals if they don't look for that extra pass as much. Granted, it's frustrating to watch when you're looking for a goal, you need a goal or you're down by two or whatever, and you're passing up good scoring chances and a pass doesn't get through. But with that said, they're a plus 45 and they're second in the West and goal scored too. So they're not passing up too many scoring chances. No. No, they're not. They still look great offensively. It's just every now and then you, you know, you even feel for those Blues fans that are always yelling, shoot at the games. Because every now and then I'm doing it at home. I'm like, shoot the puck, damn it. Well, there was yeah, that one chance too in the second period. I, I can't remember who it was in front where I thought he was holding it and trying to wait out Shish Durkin, but uh, the puck went off his stick. It actually went through Shish Durkin's legs and, and Zabinijad made that play right at the yeah. goal line. Um, but I remember who that yeah. was, but that whole time I'm yelling, shoot, why didn't he fucking shoot? But it wasn't until the replay I saw, oh, he did. And yeah, great play by Zabinijad to keep that out of the net. And Shesterkin has been so good, so good this season. Uh, you're, you almost tell yourself, well, 
I've got a great scoring chance here or a really good scoring chance and a good spot on the ice, but you know, I, I'm going to pass. I'm, I want the best possible scoring chance because this guy is going to stop me. And yeah. I mean, we need a better scoring chance than I have right here. Um, so that, that could have creeped in their heads too, as far as uh, getting the best possible chance to score, to beat a guy who has been really, really good this season. Yeah. And that's, that's how Chaminade always felt when they were facing Bill Day at CBC. <laughs> Overpassing. <laughs> you think I got the play show, but uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you, when you were sitting on the, uh, on the bench with a baseball cap on. <laughs> uh, that's more like it. <clears throat> were you wearing a baseball cap, Bill, or were you? I'm gonna guess you were not a baseball cap. No, or was that even allowed? I wasn't allowed. He was wearing, wearing a cap. It was. Hat. It. It was. It was not allowed. It was, I was gonna say probably not. Yeah. Did you have to fix I it? Did have, I did have. Good, good Christian boys don't oh, wear yeah. hats on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a, a really good CBC, you know, purple hat that I could have, but it was not allowed. Ah, that's that's lame. I figured. Uh, so, uh, in the second period, uh, we mentioned a couple chances the Blues had, but it was the Rangers that stro uh, stroke, striked, stroking, stroke, stroking, they stroking, stroking, stroking to the east and stroking to the west. Ryan Strom, Ryan Strom scores oh, to put the Rangers up two nothing. <laughs> Uh, Colton Pareko, I thought, and I was, I was just saying, as this play happens, he makes a nice play on, on a Timmy Panarin. And, and I thought I was just saying, I'm like, man, Panarin has been quiet and Pareko's done a great job against him tonight. And he did it on this play, but then he clears it up the boards to no one. The puck yeah. comes back across the crease. Panarin slides it low to Strom who beats Huso on the near post. Uh, I thought that was a bad goal on Huso. I, I get that he's he's respecting Panarin on that shot. And, Bill, I want to get your take on this. He's respecting Panarin to shoot that puck. So he's ready to, to try and take away as much net as possible. But Panarin is a playmaker, slides it down to Strom. Strom just basically tucks it in behind Huso, who's really not expecting that, goes between his legs. So bad goal on Huso. I thought a bad play by Pareko. But, Bill, I want to get your take. Uh, was this a bad goal on Huso? Uh, I mean, I felt like he jammed it in. Um, not certainly not a goal any goal he wants to give up. But when you have a guy that that's wide open because of a turnover by your defenseman, I'm always going to side with goalie and say it's not his fault. He was there. Huso <laughs> was there across in time. He right. had it covered. He was right. expecting something else when, it it, just, when the shot came, and he he was he lifted his pad up and it went under. I mean, it's just one of those shitty. I wouldn't call and, it bad and, luck. It's, bad it's one of those. It, it's one of those things that you know the pad came up because he's trying to. You know, it, it's a matter of him trying to get to the right position, and you know your muscles do funny things, and it's tough to keep it sealed to the ice when you're doing a backwards lateral kick. Yeah, and you know it, it just it, one of those things that just it. You know, I, again, I, I cannot fault him. It would have been a hell of a save. You know, it would have been you know one of the one of the saves of the blue season had he made it but yeah just it, you can't leave a, a talented player that open he too much I, time I, 
the 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 whole play was set up, like you mentioned, Jeff, where Preco just clears the puck of the boards to nobody. I don't know if he whiffed on his backhand, but he's in a bad spot on a backhand to try and clear the zone. He's behind, directly behind his own goal on his backhand. And I'm not sure if he just tried to chip it to who was that? Uh, Sunquist. I'm not sure that was maybe uh, Sod. I can't tell. Uh, going to the corner. If he, if he did, it, he chipped it way too hard uh, and way out in front of him. He had no chance to get into it. So either way, terrible, terrible play by Pareko. I thought it was just not, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, I, I thought same board. He had time too. He had same time. Board, same boards up the glass is what he should have done on that play. Mm-hmm. He had he had time to to yeah. cut back because he's behind the goal and there's not a single Ranger player behind the red line yet um, on him. Not even in the trapezoid. So it's like what what he's and he seems like he's he's acting like there's a guy on top of him rushing him, and he didn't he had a second to to cut back and and go back the other way against the grain if he wanted to or even eat it behind the boards and just uh just not turn it over to the point, which is the last yeah. thing you want to do. Right. And it, it, it's the same, you know, different setup because you've got, you know, Strom's wide open down low, but it's the same thing. Turnover on those boards and the Rangers read it and take advantage of it. And, and you know, I thought Pareko, you know, it looked like slow thinking Colton Pareko out there tonight, you know, between that and, you know, we'll get to it and we'll get to the third, the, the delay of game penalty, just, mm-hmm. you know, it was just was not his strongest game. No, no. And look good and at that's times, what sucks but... is, is like I said, I thought before this goal, I thought he was playing fine. I was like, Oh, Preko looks great. He's playing against one of the best players in the league all night. But after this goal, I thought his game just went, went to shit. It was just downhill. Um, Jabin hacked, uh, says bill day has gold P2P and silver light work. I'm not, sure what that means but i uh, he gave a smiley post. face post to post peer to peer peer to peer is what the way i read that <laughs> and i'm like that's not right right that's <laughs> not let's just talk about his uh connection i don't know yeah right <laughs> uh ken morris which asks, is fucking god awful today <laughs> ken morris asks is bill a butterfly stand-up or athletic goalie i can tell you right now never seeing him play it's not the third one <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> I'm the, the throw bill. whatever I could throw at up type of goalie. Um and he's a hybrid. You know, that yeah, exactly. I'm a hybrid. You can't define me. Uh but <laughs> Which I also have a hard time beating also, him. Right. I, I also haven't played in, you know a very, very, very long time. Soon hopefully to change. Yeah, uh, last time you played Gump Worms- Worsley was in that, so that's uh Yeah, right, he was at the other end against me. Right. <laughs> right. I actually did I actually did have a coach um in I think it was Peewees who compared me to Gump Worsley. And I, at the time, you know, like thirteen, I have no idea who the hell Gump Worsley <laughs> is. That was before my time. Right. But <clears throat> you know, now I absolutely you know, I would have relished that. That was that was a hell of a chirp by Coach Heatherly. <laughs> Jabin Hacked also adds Chuck Norris can't score on Bill. So there you go. Thank you, Chuck Norris. Um, so yeah, I want to go ahead and mention again, guys, that uh, we are talking about the Blues and Rangers 
uh, game from earlier tonight. So if you just joined, make sure you join us in the chat. We love to read what you have to say. So uh, please, please uh, keep talking. So that way I don't have to talk to these two guys all night. Um, so just so at this point, the Blues are down 2 nothing, and you're thinking, you know, oh, is this going to be one of those games? You know, like, is this it? You know, Rangers looking good. Blues are kind of on their heels right now. Well, 54 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly makes it 2-1 off a great whoa, whoa, pass. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to talk about my tweet before this goal happened? I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry that I don't have your timeline pulled up. <laughs> After the Blues went down 2 nothing, I tweeted out, I said, okay, the Blues have been a team this season that ha- this is the point in the game where they score quickly to to turn the table after being down two nothing and two minutes later go ahead jeff <laughs> well i didn't i didn't add this uh was this where in the middle where Brad, uh brayden shen got in a fight too uh it was after yeah. two nothing yeah after yeah. the so i thought i've said before i don't like the the fight after a clean hit i thought that was a great hit by truba to step Let's up talk about on kairu but i i love we've already talked about it on this show before I we know, disagree, but, it, but it's it's you, you I, I I I do disagree, and someone uh, uh, a good friend of uh, mine uh, disagreed with me on Twitter too, when I said that I said I love the step up uh, by Shen there to to fight after a it was a clean hit, nothing wrong with the hit, it was a hard hit, you know, on a skilled player, you know, if if and and I'll just real quick, I, if someone's gonna take a hard hit on and especially one of our skilled players, I like seeing a guy step up and say, hey, okay, if you want to hit that guy, fine. We're gonna we're gonna tussle uh, afterwards. That's See, I like I like that fight for another reason. I like it because it's Braden Shen saying, literally going out, and and we've seen him do this before. Okay, who can I fight? Give me sure. a reason to fight someone because we're down two nothing. Right. We need a spark, and, and and that was him stepping out, seeing that hit, and basically going right after Truba and saying, "You may not want to fight me, but I'm gonna fight you anyway." You know, I thought the so same. You better thing. defend yourself. I thought I thought that's a that's another uh, another uh, reason for that fight. So mm-hmm. this, that's why I like the fight. I'm all I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah, I I honestly I was worried uh, with that that uh, Shen was gonna get the instigator uh, for Me stepping too. up because you know it it you know it, when the play happened and initially as uh, you know as a Blues fan my initial reaction is uh, that's a headshot on our all star somebody better step up. Um, and then as I watched it again, I'm like, yeah, he didn't have to, but I'm glad he did. Yeah, 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 exactly. So after that, 54 seconds also after the Rangers score, Ryan O'Reilly makes it 2-1 off a great pass, and obviously he was reading Kurt Price's timeline when he did this and said, oh, I need to go out there and score a goal. Show show everyone that Kurt Price knows what the hell he's talking about. He's uh, so to me more often. Great pass from Brandon Saad in front. O'Reilly, uh, and, and this was kind of a missed play. They didn't really talk about this, I thought, in the, in the broadcast. So the Blues have a chance down low. Uh, the Puckets have gone the other way. Looks like it's going to be a pretty good breakout for the Rangers. But Ryan O'Reilly hustled back right at the blue line and tipped a pass across to spring a guy and went right to, I don't remember who it was, but it went right to one of the Blues Krug. defensemen. Was it crew? Yeah. Yep. And then play goes right back the other way. The forwards are all mm-hmm. caught in the neutral zone. Uh, play goes the other way. Saad weaves around the defender, slips it in front, and O'Reilly one times a top shelf over a sprawled Shesterkin. 
cutting the lead in half, two to one. I just thought, you know, a lot of love for Saad for the play he made, a lot of love for the Blues being able to turn around and, and make that a great play. But Ryan O'Reilly just creates his own luck. He, he makes a play like that, and he's rewarded with a goal. Never given up on a play. And that's, that's a, it's a back check. It's a back check in, at the blue line of, in the offensive zone. What, what he's doing because the play is going back the other way and he's back checking, if you will. Uh, never giving up. Uh, as a forward, you know, you could be like, well, I'm skating back. I'll get a guy, you know, but no, he's looking to disrupt the pass and does a great job. Taps back to Krug, back the other way against the grain. Goal five seconds later. No great. chance for Shesterkin. So, so would you say that uh, he properly defined the term as back check, for check, paycheck? <laughs> he earned that moolah that's for sure you don't see a lot of forwards back checking in the uh, it's, in, it's the offensive zone right the blue line uh that's a it's an interesting uh, uh back check but never like i said never give up on a play you know that's just hot pressure constant pressure yep so yeah. just a minute yeah. oh go ahead bill i was just gonna say um javen hack said yeah, sad, nice pass. It was a beautiful pass by Sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, just perfect. absolutely just pinpoint accuracy. And I don't think that puck gets up that quickly if O'Reilly doesn't have the uh the <laughs> broken toe curve that he's got. Yeah. Beautiful. And in great finish. And the Seattle Kraken just have the same goal uh on Nashville. They really did. Yeah. Really did. I don't know what led backhand to it. it was, I don't think it was a. I mean, I don't, I don't think right. it was a it's back the, check in the at the blue line, but yeah, no, same uh, backdoor, same but, backhand yeah. pass across the crease and uh-huh. roof, daddy, beautiful. Yep. That was and beautiful. Uh, score is the same, two to one. Score was the same at the in this game as it was in the Blues game, too. two to one. So just a minute and seven later, uh, Barbashev ties it up, uh, ties it up on a partial break. Uh, Kairou had a great read in the defensive zone to spring uh, Barbashev on the breakout on the near wall. Uh, man, mano e mano between Shesterkin and Barbashev. Barbashev wins this one with a top shelf shot. Uh, big thing I noticed about this play, and again, really wasn't mentioned in the broadcast. Um, I just don't think we should be overlooking how in the defensive zone. The Blues, uh, uh, Nico Mikola, had a broken stick right before this play happened. Rangers had some pretty good pressure down low behind the net. Blues played it pretty well. Braden Shen ends up uh, doing what any forward should do in this situation, keeping that in mind, young hockey players listening to this. Braden Shen gives his stick to Mikola, and that way Mikola can defend. So he's, as as Shen's kind of skating off the ice, that's when this play happens. Shen's trying to go get another stick. Kairou gets the puck, sees Barbashev springing, and all of a sudden it's a tie game 2-2. Just a, a great play all around, I thought, by by pretty much all the Blues on the ice to defend well and then get the puck up really quick to Barbashev. This is a fantastic uh, pass by Kairou. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, bank off the boards uh, up to uh, Barbashev. And it needs to be noted, too, that Barbashev's a lefty coming on left wing, shoots at an angle, and then scores you know, upper glove, far post. Um, that's not a good, I mean, that's an e- much easier shot to hit if you're a righty uh, in that spot for Barbershop. But you're a lefty. Your angle is cut down dramatically, and to put it where he did was fantastic. 
um, you almost want to blame Shesterkin a little bit for for not having that angle because he's a lefty in that spot scoring where he did. But um, great shot by Barbashev. Um, and, it, and they noted on the broadcast, too, that that's where Tarasenko should have put it earlier in the game when he uh, uh, got it yep. about halfway up where he wanted to. So, uh, but again, to, to nitpick and, and to criticize a player for uh, to call him out for basically not shooting it uh, where the goalie wasn't um, in a high pressure situation when it's bang bang play and he does get it up some, but not all the way. It's like, I mean, that's, I mean, easier said than done, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I think the, the fact that it's, you know, Barbashev is left handed is what gets him that, uh, that corner available. Shesterkin's totally going to cut off the blocker side. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and, you know, Barbashev's got to have a book on him. I mean, you know, the, at some point they've played, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, at a, a a Russian team thing or just, you know, coming up in, in, you know, I, I would expect that they would know a thing about how Shesterkin plays. And I mean, he's, he's, like I said earlier, he's one of the darlings of the goaltending community right now. And he's having a great season, but Barbashev read that perfectly and picked the spot perfectly. And, you know, it's interesting. Absolutely beautiful. I got it freeze framed here. Uh, uh, when Barbashev's shooting, Shesterkin looks like he's in pretty damn good position. I don't think it. I. I mm-hmm. It doesn't look like he's cheating to his right. It was a snipe. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it looked like Shesterkin's. He's right in the middle uh, between the pipes. He's not. Uh, his gloves down kind of low. Um, but positionally, I mean, uh, uh, left to right, he looks really damn good. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a snipe. Just a. He put it where he wasn't. Yeah, beautiful shot. And Seattle's just scored three quick goals to take a lead on Nashville. This is a carbon copy of the Blues game, and the same goal let it off. It the is. same kind of – it's ridiculous. The, same, the exact same goal uh, that O'Reilly scored was scored first to top it all off, and then bang, bang, two more goals. This is interesting. I almost, I almost said too, itself. I almost said that earlier when they when they scored their first goal that uh, they were going to score another one real quick. Hmm. Uh, so another minute seven later. So it was a minute seven between the first and second goals for the Blues. Now it's another minute seven later. Perron gives the Blues their first lead of the night. Blues had great pressure in the zone. And, uh, you know, O'Reilly to Perron, back to O'Reilly to uh, Pareko. Just some great passing. Leads to a a chance down low. Ryan O'Reilly gets the puck behind the net. uh, Finds Perron right in the sweet spot. Boom, uh, beat Shesterkin. Three goals in two minutes and 14 seconds for the Blues to take the lead late in the second period, 3-2. to two. Rangers fans are booing, right. too. And that's... Yeah. Right. And and so that that's it's great that, you know, we're all watching this, the Seattle game and what's happening because the, the biggest difference here is that it's only halfway through the second period Nashville just had to take their time out. It was a huge difference. New York had the intermission coming up, and New York used it perfectly, saved their time out, and then used that time out to wind up taking the lead in that game. So huge difference between between the games. Otherwise, yeah, three quick goals, very, very similar. Um, but, yeah, I, I really thought the timing of the Blues' third goal, absolute great setup from from uh, O'Reilly to Perron and Perron picking the upper corner. Again, you know, the book on Shuster can go upstairs and, and he, he's another great snipe, uh, but got the timing with it so late in the period, it, you know, I thought allowed the Rangers to regroup and uh, come out strong in the third. 
from Perron, Perron being at the bottom of the circle when he lets a shot go. And again, he's a righty from the right side uh, shooting at Shesterkin, who, uh, and this goal goes upper far post. Um, it's almost like, well, and I don't think they, sh- did they show this goal with a different angle behind Perron because uh, it almost like, it almost, it was almost mm-hmm. like Shesterkin was uh, not square to him. Uh, the shooter he didn't look square to him when I, I'm looking at the freeze frame here when the, when it, the, goal, the puck goes by him. But uh, again, it's interesting because this is again uh, a righty going far post, uh, a, the offhand going far post, I guess, uh, when you wouldn't expect it to necessarily go there. You expect a righty to maybe go near post. So uh, again, going into the third period, Blues have a 3 2 lead after uh, trailing 2 nothing. Uh, so third period, uh, unfortunately, the Rangers would tie the game. They'd get the next goal. Patrick Nemeth scores at 727 of the period. Uh, the Rangers broke in. Strom hit Huso in the head as he's going across the crease. Huso complained about goalie interference as the puck went in the net, uh, but the Blues decided not to challenge. So I mentioned on Twitter on this goal, I think at the end of the day, I, I will agree that not challenging was probably the right call. But there was a part of me who said, "I because the goalie's supposed to be in the paint, supposed to be in the crease. When if he's hit while he's in the crease, then that is goalie interference. Technically, even though he was sprawled out, his feet were still in the crease when he got hit. Hey, all of his, all yeah, of his pads, the- I think. Yeah, his leg pads were right. still in the crease. So." Would you guys have challenged this? And and if the Blues would have challenged, no. what do you think the outcome would have been? No, I don't challenge. Delay of game it, penalty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I, the the okay. contact. The contact occurred at at his head, which was outside of the crease. You're not going to get that call. We we saw this happen with uh, Bennington, and where all of Bennington's body early in the season w- was in the crease. But his his glove had reached outward ahead of mm. him to try and glove the puck, and so his glove was outside the plane, the vertical plane of the crease. And somebody comes by and hits the glove right when the puck gets there, and not and allow and doesn't allow him to make the, the save. Puck squirts free to his right, and someone hits it in. Not that different here, except you know, uh, a portion of Huso's body is outside the crease, and somebody hits him, and. Huso embellishes. He grabs his head. He's not hurt. He grabs his head, uh, but then he tries to get back up, and then they score. Barbashev damn near blocked the thing too. It goes off his his leg or skate, hits the post, and goes in. So it's just I, I don't challenge that because of past precedents. Even though it's such a strange rule, because you're not supposed to hit the goalie. You're supposed to avoid contact at all costs, right? Even if the goalie's outside the crease, outside the crease, you're not supposed to touch him. You're not supposed to hit him. Uh, incidental contact, okay, but you're supposed to try and avoid contact. If you don't try and avoid contact and there's incidental contact, it's a penalty. So it's weird because this was incidental, but the, the forward doesn't try to avoid contact with him. But they allow the goal to score if a goal is scored. It's interesting to me because this could be a penalty if Huso is outside the crease behind the goal completely and a player comes by and hits him in the head. You know what I mean? Uh, like they did here, but it's, I, I, the, the blues best bet here would not be to, you know, disallow a goal because he wasn't allowed to make the save. It'd be, he was hit for interference should be a penalty just for interference. 
that would be that would be my take so, on it. I the fact that so. he was like as you mentioned Biddington with the outreached glove getting hit. Yep. So the fact that he was on his belly at this point that doesn't mean anything. Like that doesn't change your opinion at all. Like he was he was sprawled on the ice. He wasn't just reaching out and got hit. Uh does that doesn't change anything for you? Well, the rule states that uh the contact has to happen inside the, the crease. From making, well, no, the goalie well, uh it does state the inside the crease, but it also states that the contact has to prohibit the goalie from making the save. And you could argue that Huso wasn't gonna get back up to the goal anyway. I mean, you yeah. could make that argument, I guess. Um if 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 his if he's in the crease at, at where the contact is made, absolutely challenge. Yeah, because that wouldn't be a goal. But oh, yeah. where I come from with this whole thing is that uh, contact outside the crease can result in a penalty. But contact in this case, where half of his body's in the crease and half is outside, the goal can stand. But there's no penalty there. I, I don't understand the difference between there not being a penalty here. Uh, I'm not saying he could have made the save without the contact. I'm saying if that contact is made outside the crease, they might call a penalty, like if he's behind the goal. But why not a penalty here? Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think it was worthy of a penalty. And I think after, especially after that, that Biddington play, um, you know, earlier in the season and, and Bruby being burned on, uh, you know, coaches' challenges and, you know, to the point that you've got those two goal swings in games, he wasn't going to risk it there. Um, you know, they, they looked at it, they saw that the contact was outside of the crease and that was their decision made. And I think it was the right one. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a tie game at this point. So the, the, the we, weren't, we weren't losing the game. It, this was just the tie, the game tying goal. So it wasn't like we're right. down a goal now. And, and if you lose the coach's challenge, you put them on the power play right. and right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's Which what happened. you're not going to do. That's what we did. That, right. That's what we did earlier yeah. in the year and we got burned right. on it. Right, Pittsburgh. exact same thing. Right. That was yeah. Pittsburgh, and we said, yep. and we said that we wouldn't challenge because it was just a tie at the time. It was a fifty-fifty call, you know. Right, and and it was on the Bennington play. That was the Pittsburgh yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's the exact same play. That's right. That's right. Yep. Don't don't repeat the past, and Baruby didn't hear, and I I think that was the right thing. So, uh, and I agree. Like I said, I agree. At the end of the day, it's just that thought did cross my head, like. If they were to challenge and lose, I don't know if I'd be really that upset because I'd say I might have made the same call in the moment, but I'm glad they didn't. I think they made the right call and not challenging. Uh, Colton Pareko takes a two-minute delay of game penalty, something uh, that has kind of become his specialty, right? I feel like we've seen that a lot. We saw it in game seven against the Bruins in 2019, only penalty of the game, but I feel like we've seen that a lot lately, and... uh I'll admit this is this is kind of where I lost my shit. No, no reason to be lifting that puck as high as he did and 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 trying to. I don't know what he's doing there. That's just and I get he's he trying to go off back, the glass. He was on his backhand, right? I mean, I get that sometimes the puck uh, will flip up on you. I'm pretty sure he was. I could be wrong, but I no. You Maybe. know what? He's a righty, so no. What about on his he forehand? Was, I think he was on his forehand. But yeah, he would have been on his forehand. He's trying to go off the so, glass, and he just miss, he does a just, lot. He misses a lot. I know, and that's what I'm saying. When you're behind the net in a tie game, I get you're wanting to shoot off the glass. Don't put it off the high glass. Put it right 
right above the boards. You're a skilled NHL player. That shouldn't be an issue um, all the time because it seems like it happens a lot with him. So I was kind of losing my shit over that penalty. I'm like, come on, man. Like, the Blues are on their heels. You're a good penalty killer. You're going in the box. And exactly what we thought would happen. Chris Kreider capitalizes on the ensuing power play. Uh, it was a, I thought it was a really nice play by the Rangers power play. Basically set up a double screen. Uh, Kreider was in front to tip in a uh, an Adam Fox shot, which really uh, I think Huso had no chance on. I don't think he could see it. Oh, and it if he could deflection. see it, it was tipped twice before it got to him. So um, just a, right. a really great all-around play by the Rangers. Maybe you blame Falk for not tying up the stick of Kreider in front, but again, it's a power play. It's not man on man. Uh, just a, a nice play by the Rangers. They took a timeout too to keep their number one unit out there. Yeah, the whole time. Right. So. Right. Yep. And by Gerard, which, which, Lott, the man who continues to be fired and has been awesome and does does not deserve to be fired and left on a street corner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, the official, that, the, the the image, that image from when he got fired uh, before the game in uh, rally, wasn't it? Uh, um, yeah, I think it was rally. That, yeah, that was just terrible. The uh, the officials didn't want to give him this timeout. They almost didn't. They almost didn't. They, yeah. Right. No, they 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 said no, and then they gave it to him. So that was a big deal. They don't score this goal without that personnel out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, they might I, I because agree. those 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 guys I think still stay out there, but they're definitely not as fresh because they wouldn't let them make a line change that late. But yeah, they're definitely not as fresh. No, they called the timeout. Yeah, to, and, yeah. they they would have made the they would the second unit would have came out there. I think they wouldn't have let those. No, I I think I think what the officials thought were they were trying to make a line change, and that's what they were saying no to. Not that okay. they were saying no to the to the okay. Uh, to the timeout because once Gallant, you know, once the camera got back to Gallant, he's doing the timeout, you know, the T with the hands, and they finally they're like, okay, if you're calling the timeout, no big deal. Yeah. So, because his second uh, unit, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if his second unit was out there, and he called the timeout so he could get his first unit back out there. I'm not sure if that was. No, the case it was, or not, it was still the first unit was still out there. Bill's right. It, he was. So well, once they, he once they, sure? didn't, they, they once they did on the, on the, commented once, on the broadcast, they said that they said that it, they they called the timeout so they could get the first unit back out there. Yeah, That's yeah. What, well, I mean, the first unit that was the thing was the first unit was still out there. Gallant tries to call a timeout. They wouldn't give it to him. So then he goes to make a line change, and they say no, 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 no line change. And then he said, "I've been trying to call a timeout." And then they finally said, "Okay, yeah, we'll give you your timeout." That's what happened. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Am I right on that, Bill? Yeah, I believe so. That yeah. that is how I thought it it played out. Um, so watching, um, I don't know if you guys follow at uh, Danny All Star Fifteen, one of my favorite uh, funny Twitter hockey follows. Um, might be Danny Heatley, might not be, um, but he <laughs> he shows a gif of this uh, of the goal, uh, um, and absolute. Beautiful deflection by Kreider. I mean, league-leading 18th power play goal of the season. And yeah. Bortuzzo cross-checks him down. Kreider gets up and screams in his face. 
<laughs> I didn't see that. It, it, it's yeah, yeah it's he's, it's yeah, pretty he awesome. He gets up and screams. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So he says Bobby Bortuzzo cross checks Chris Kreider, and Chris literally got up and screamed in Bortuzzo's face. That was some <laughs> silly rivalry playing mini sticks in the basement kind of energy. The garden is buzzing right now. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't see that. Well, Bortuzzo I, I guess... knocked him down after he scored. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. 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 Uh Beautiful. so um so okay, so Nothing the blues get a power the blues get a power play late um on a slash. I I thought they Terrible had power. great they had great well I thought they had fine pressure. They weren't getting oh, I'm sorry, shots. I'm sorry, not not power play. Sorry, not when they put their goalie pulled. Sorry. I, I was jumping. No, the and that's my, what I'm saying. My, my outrage. At that point, <laughs> there's like four and a half minutes left. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little crazy. Crazy coach ponder here. I'm pulling my goalie right there because they had great pressure. And and I think once you're in about 30 seconds and the Blues are keeping it in the zone, if I'm Baruby, I'm like, I'm getting one more guy out there. Like, whoso, come off. I'm going to fucking throw out another forward. And they didn't do it, which, which I was like, okay, that's fine. But then they pull the goalie when they have just – they literally barely get it into the zone – and then they're like, oh, let's pull him now. And Panarin gets the puck at center, puts it in the empty net. Rangers win at 5-3. I thought that was pretty – well, and listen, I'm not – I think Craig Berube's done a great job, and I, I hope he stays around for a long time. I did not like the coaching there. I think you pull the goalie with the power play, you put the goalie back in if you don't score after the power play's over, and then you go back to about a minute 30, you pull them again, but you got to have pressure. And I just feel like, like they were like, four, as long as it's much, in the zone, what? How much time was left? How much time was left? There was like four something. It's about four and a half minutes play. left. Yeah, that's a lot to be. I would I would have done it. I think if I, I, yeah. here's, here's what I would. Seeing what, the what pressure I done they is, had early in that power play, I think I go ahead and but, pull them. What I would have done and is what they about what they did. They you essentially with four and a half to go, it, you've you've got a man advantage the rest of the game. So you 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 have a, a, a power play for two minutes, and then after that, then the next available time you pull your goalie for hopefully you know the rest of the game or or until you tie it or whatever. Um, I thought you know that was that's that's kind of a standard practice. Um, I, I it wouldn't have surprised me at all. I guess if the last like thirty seconds or a minute of that power play. Uh, with three minutes to go, if they had, they had pulled the goalie, um, I get it, um, and it's been done. It would have been it would have been aggressive, um, but you know, and and who knows what would have happened. But uh, I, I like aggressive hockey, but I, I think I would have played it the way they did, where you're essentially trying to give yourself, barring an empty net goal, against about four minutes of uh, a man advantage to end the game. I get that, and yeah. I'm not against it. it. I'm just saying right. I think the way that he pulled the goalie, it was. Okay, oh. we're literally gonna barely get it well, into the zone, and then we're gonna pull the goalie. Like, no, get right. some pressure I'm, first, then pull the goalie. Right from from a strategy perspective, I think Kurt's Kurt's right. You're not gonna pull him while you're shorthanded because, or while you've got the power play because they can ice it with impunity, um, take shots at the empty net you know, without repercussion uh, of an icing. Um, so you wait until that's over to maximize how how much you have your man advantage. They just executed poorly and didn't get the puck deep as this 
team is wont to do too often. Um, it was a turn. You know, it was a bad turn. Right. Yeah. I think you have to Terrible. wait until the puck is behind the D, the D and they didn't. They they turned it over at the blue line and you know yeah. went right back the other way and yeah. And it's not like there were thirty seconds to go, um, and they had to get no, him off just, in a hurry. You know. Right. So, it's I mean, just they under had, two. They had time. So yeah, you've they got had time, time to work it. They they had time to 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 actually gain possession uh, and set up in the ozone and then pull the goalie. Uh, that probably is a better way. Hindsight twenty twenty, right? But um, yeah, it's just a, it, mm. but you also don't expect your player to just kind of spin and and throw the puck in the middle of the ice to nobody and turn it over either. So, I mean, you could you right. could say and it's bad it's, coaching. It was... You could say it, but you could also it's a terrible offensive play. You can't expect a player to do that anyway. So. Yeah. Right. No, That's it's it, it's terrible puck management, and it's yep. it was it was a, a poor execution. Um, who who was yeah. it that that turned that over? Per, I, I, think catch, I think it was, it was Perron. It was either Perron, it was Perron or Cairo, but whoever it was, you know, it, you know it, thank God it wasn't a local broadcaster, else we would have had to hear. Especially if it was Cairo. Ah, oh, that's just where you got to get it deep. Clutch the pearls. Sod. Clutch the pearls. It was Sod. Was it Sod? Okay. Wow. Sod. Mm. Sod. Sod was it was on the boards, uh, even with the top of the circle, near boards, and just turned and and just wheeled it to the center of the ice, to the slot where there was not a single Blues player, and three Rangers yeah. were there. There was no one there, there. There was a couple times in this game where the Blues seemed like they were throwing it in a certain spot, and there was like four blue sweaters and like no white, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, look where you're putting the puck, and that was one of those situations. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Sod was trying to hit, and this would have been a good play if it had worked. Maybe he was trying to hit the trailer. What was that? What was that Falk? Can't tell who it is. It's kind of blurred. But uh, Sod peels off the defender, the forward, I guess, back checking on the near boards, and he went. And, and the camera cuts away from the broadcast, so you can't really see exactly what happened. But it looks like, based on where the Blues players are positioned, he's trying to spin and just kind of. Hand, slide it over to the uh, two blues breaking down the middle. And it, he just totally, it, I think the blues player missed it, uh, to be honest. And then it ended up when the camera cuts back, it's in the middle, it's in the slot with three Rangers players and no blues players around. So I think it was just a, either a missed pass or a bad pass to that player. Um, I get what he was thinking. So there wasn't nobody there, but it was, I don't know, missed pass or, or, or a bad pass. One of the two. Yep. Either way, not a good play. So in this game, Blues outshot the Rangers 32-29, to which we mentioned early how the Blues were kind of overpassing, and they only had like three shots on in the first 10 minutes, and you thought, oh, God, is this going to be one of those games? But they turned it on, especially that second period, played really well. Face-off percentage, Blues absolutely dominated face-off, 67-33% for the Blues. Uh, they went 0-3 on the power play, Rangers 1-2, Blocked shots in this game, which just goes to show the Blues were uh, were really trying to pepper Shesterkin as much as they could. Uh, 23 blocked shots for the Rangers, six for the Blues. It's interesting. Yeah, no, I Is thought, it... uh, yeah, yeah, I thought the Rangers did a hell of a job, especially 
early in the game of just completely crowding out the slot, especially the low slot, forcing the Blues to angles and forcing really leading the Blues to making, you know, too many passes and not giving them any high danger scoring chances to start the game. And, you know, I, I thought, you know, when I saw that, I was like, this is this is definitely going to be a long game. Um, they they were awesome in, in terms of shutting that down. And, you know, let's not forget the hell of a block shot on that Blues power play uh, by, uh, was Lindgren? Isn't that, um, that, that yeah, took the shot so. off the inside of the knee? Um, I think it was Tarasenko that had the shot and just it's a hell of a block. So, And good on Shesterkin trying to get him off the ice, too. Doing all he could yeah, to have pretty, made out. Pretty, <laughs> that was pretty that was sweet. Funny. Uh, although, if he's seriously injured, I don't know if shoving on a guy trying to get him off the ice is the best. <laughs> get the, best the fuck force. out of here. Yeah. Oh, I broke my back. Stop it. <laughs> and and um, that's Chucky Sideburns' brother, is it not? Is it? Ryan Lindgren? Yeah, I believe I, so. I don't know. Yes, I siblings, know Charlie Lindgren. Yeah. Uh, we, we didn't mention the uh, Zabinajad either uh, with the puck that got through Shesterkin. No. Was, looked like it Jeff might did, have been going Jeff in. Jeff mentioned did it. You? Okay. Yeah, I mentioned yeah, it. Oh, it was totally okay. going in. Yeah, it was totally going yeah. in. Oh, I would have so, gone in. Hell of uh, God, every, you know, when, when the, you know, when the Bucinevich trade happened and you heard, you know, the first thing you heard was trade with the Rangers. My, uh, the whole time I'm like, oh, be Zabinajad, be Zabinajad. <laughs> and then when I heard Bucinevich, I'm like, okay, I like that too. Yeah. But God, because Zabinajad is. God, he is he is one of the most underrated players uh, for for playing in such a large market. He is one of the most underrated players in the league. And I thought he had a shoot more. game tonight. Just needs to shoot more. Uh, the faceoff percentage was interesting to me too because we had a couple games that we talked about last show where the Blues were uh, out faceoffed with a, by a similar percentage. They were on the losing end of it, and we won the games. And now we're we dominate faceoffs and we lose this game. Uh, 32 shots on goal, 23 blocks, meaning, I mean, we could have had 30, we could have had 40 shots on goal. And uh, we talk, and we're, and one of the talking points after this game is that we didn't shoot enough. And it's just interesting. I mean, we, we had tons of opportunities, right? And uh, we could have had easily a half dozen more shots um, if they had taken the shot when they had it, as opposed to passing it up for a, for what they thought was a better scoring opportunity. Well, there's uh, plenty more Blues hockey to talk about here, folks. So we're going to talk about uh, the rest of the Blues this week a little bit. And we'll talk about, uh, I guess, fallout from uh, the Russia-Ukraine situation uh, as soon as we hear from our friends over at Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. I, I hear that, and the, the commercial and the background music reminds me of like an '80s sitcom or something. Like I was thinking an intro. '80s porno. 
<laughs> Man. <laughs> Even better. Even better. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it, you know what's funny is that Bill's a little choppy with this video, and he was out of his chair. And then I guess the video was frozen for a second, and all of a sudden he's back in his chair like magic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There he is. There he is, folks. Bill Day in all his beauty. I needed to go get something to show off. Oh, he's got some skates. Bill is serious about getting back in the crease, folks. Those are some beauty goalie skates. You're going to bake those things? No, not at first. I'm going to give him a few skates and see how it goes. And then make that decision. Have you uh, skated at all yet? I have not. I did not get a chance to get out last weekend. Hoping, hoping to find some time this weekend uh, just to you know hit a, a public skate or something. But have you heard when the rink in Edwardsville is going to open? The new one, May. Okay. The so RP Lumber Center. Is that what it's it called? Are you kidding me? May. No. Uh, is I'm it being called that? You. That's serious. Yes. <laughs> yes. That What's your problem with RP RB Lumber? RP, he the Bob guy has Plummer. he has to stamp his name He's on gotta, every goddamn thing in this right. town. Everything is, is, is I don't the, the I don't Bob think Plummer I've ever strip mall, the Bob Plummer Hotel, the Bob where it's it's they're gonna rename Edwardsville to Plummerville. What they're gonna the, do the I've Bob never Plummer heard, State Congressional I've, seat? Oh, I haven't heard of this guy. <laughs> he is also a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So what? Mm-hmm. He owns RP Lumber. Is that they have yeah, a number he, of lumber stores in the in the southwest yeah. Illinois and some in Missouri, I think. Um, oh, it's it's yeah. it's uh, further out than that. So, I but yeah. never didn't heard he, of this isn't guy. he responsible for the uh, for the neighborhood in Edwardsville, Ebbets Field, because of his love mm-hmm. of the Dodgers? Ebbets Field. Yeah. All the mailboxes are Dodger blue. Uh, it's named Ebbets Field. It's a big, huge Ebbets Field sign that arcs over the the road going in. Um, it's a very grand entrance into this neighborhood. Uh, he's got a huge ass house, huge mansion, uh, right down yeah. there from that. Um, huge Dodgers fan, obviously. Right in the center um, of and town. He's, he's, he's a ruthless, uh, land developer, businessman too. He's, uh, huh. yeah. So basically if it gets built in Edwardsville, it, it almost has to go through him because he's on boards and stuff. He's a Kurt, he's a piece of work. I've got some uh I got some bad news for you then. Um hmm. we are now Let's Go Blues Radio powered by RP Lumber. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Not unless they want to give us uh six figures. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do <laughs> it. But isn't that where you play pickleball is Plummer Park? I do. I do. It's a nice park, not gonna lie. I'll put it for free. Yeah, hey, twelve money. nice He's courts, man. Twelve let us play hockey for, for free. 12 outdoor. Uh, what bugs me is that uh, he has lights up there for the soccer fields and the softball fields and the, and, and whatnot, but the, the pickleball courts don't have lights. And so the group that plays there, they're trying to get a grant and they're trying to raise money to install lights. And I'm like, God damn it, plumber, put some lights in the pickleball court. You've got $400 million, whatever the hell. You mentioned to me at the end of last show, uh, off the air, about how you and Amy have been playing pickleball. Mm-hmm. After you asked me that, literally every day, at least once, I've seen posts on Facebook or Twitter about pickleball. I guess it's really growing in the area. It's the so fa- might, not might, just the area; it's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. I think. Might need to check that out. 
Yeah, it's it's fun. It's less ath- less athletic tennis. Did you yeah, say doubles? Yeah, less singles is athletic. It's been a long. It, I I do I I I hide it very well. That's why I don't talk as much as as much as y'all on this show. No, I, I just I'm tired and got tongue tied. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just giving you shit. Never hey, we give Kurt shit about spot. Steve Buchnevich. I got Steve Buchnevich say stuff like that. I I'm still laughing about that. That's funny. Steve <laughs> Buchnevich. I don't know why that pops in my head. <laughs> Not too many Russians named Steve, are there? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it sounded right in my head. I, there had to be another player that was I just that was named Steve that we were just talking about. That happens a lot when you're dealing with a lot of names. I will I will like mix it's, up the first I, and last names. I'm still convinced. Sometimes. Still convinced you were thinking of Steve Buscemi. Maybe it's possible. I might have been. I have no idea. Possible. Possible. I don't know what, uh, Not sure what happened. Steve uh so uh first of all let's get into a couple comments here ken morris asks is scandela still hurt and uh bill day i'm gonna give it to give you comment of the show i know that's kind of illegal but i don't care uh bill day's response to that is who cares (laughs) (laughs) he is on the ir so yes he's still hurt um no no offense scandela but Jake Wallman has been playing very well. Yes. I like seeing him on that that third pairing. Yeah, and and that's been kind of my point lately is I'm like, I know you're doing what you can to probably unload that contract, but, man, you cannot put him back in that lineup right now with the way Wallman's playing. Wallman and, and Mikola, they have just passed him. You can't, you can't put him in there now. And if you do, it's to sit I think we missed an one of the older guys tonight. and give them a break. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we missed an opportunity to give Mikola a nickname with Kurt's drink of the show. It could be RC Nico Cola. RC Nicola. RC Nicola. Jeff Symphosis yeah. on I, the uh, other syllable uh, with Mikola, right? Yes. Me- God damn <laughs> yes. it. Do I say that wrong too? Mikola, I I I, I say Mikola. Just Mikola, right? What do Mikola. I say? You say Mikola, right? Mikola, right? And I say Mikola, right? Mikola, What's right? Who once played in the I, Traverse I, City I, tournament? I I <laughs> I think I I think Mikola is correct, but I mean Mi- you got to ask Mikola, and I yeah. say Mikola. God damn it. That's this show, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it, dude. What the hell? Only when we're on know. the air, so you know. You know, ask Ken Wilson. Yeah. Ken Wilson, though. No. I will. I'll, I'm going to text Ken Wilson right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Bennington and the Blues uh, shut out the Hawks uh, on their home ice. Uh, guys, you, you hate – well, I say you hate to see it. You almost hate to hear it. No Chelsea Dagger. Because of you that. hate to not hear it, right? You hate to not hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hate to hear the silence. Um, uh, I don't know. When, when was the last time the Blues had the, had a shutout in Chicago? Was it uh, mentioned? I don't think so. Uh, I was waiting for him to say the last time the Blues shut out the Hawks in Chicago was the state. I never heard it. I'm going to take a 
wild fucking guess, and I'm going to say Brent Johnson in the playoffs when he uh, uh, went on that streak. That was 2002. I'd say it was. I could have sworn that either Halak or Elliott had one. Patrick Laleem, 2006. I don't know. I'm not gonna look it up. That's a. That would take I'm about sure a you're. Minutes. You're probably right, Bill. Halak or Elliott probably did. I mean, that one year they both had. God, we had like 20 shutouts in that season. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Ken Hitchcock. Uh. So David Perron put up two goals. So he's kind of. You know, we kind of talked about him last week being a little off. Seems like he's kind of turned his game around. Braden Shen to assist continued his hot streak. And uh, yeah, Blues Blues go up four nothing on the uh, on the Blackhawks in this game. I think I think uh, people players are streaky. A lot of players are streaky, right? Uh, Prong got off to a great start this season. That went to a lull, um, and then kind of snapped out of it recently. And it's like, you know, people get down on him and say, "Oh, is this time over as a player and whatnot?" I'm like, well, it's not let's not make that assumption based on 15 games or whatever it is. You know, it's like, uh, uh, let's, it, let, let's let this play out. It's, it's almost like the whole knee jerk jump into a conclusion, uh, a weird uh, conclusion thing as far as uh, uh, goaltending goes, you know, it's like, let settle down. It's a small sample size. It's, I mean, yes, he's getting older. So that, that comes into play, but um, I, it, it, we were just talking to start the season about how he hasn't skipped a beat from last season. He's he, who, his age is like not a factor. He's been fantastic. Resign him now, and then uh, <laughs> he goes into a little bit of a funk. And people are like, "Abandon ship on David Perron. Don't resign him for next season. <laughs> Trade him at the deadline." You know, it's like Jesus Christ, people. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and you know, I was so happy when he scored in the Winter Classic. You know, after being out before the Winter Classic. Mostly because I was supposed to be getting a David Perron winter classic jersey, um, which it's finally shipped. It'll be here sometime in the next two weeks. Oh, well, that's nice. We had the opportunity to go down and pick it up, but with uh, Arch Madness going on, I'm going nowhere near uh, Enterprise Center right now. Oh, fuck. You should have told me I'd go down there. I'd. Yeah, I go pick it up for you, and then to hand deliver it to you. Oh, um, should man, uh, too late, too late. It shipped. I I'm one of those crazy assholes that like I since I don't work downtown anymore, I try to find reasons to go downtown. So yeah, that's I'm weird. I don't know why that is. I just I'm weird. That's the answer. That's what it is. Uh. In this game, Jordan Bennington, uh, 30 saves, 10th NHL shutout, fourth straight win for the Blues as a whole. He has two shutouts this season, both coming against the Blackhawks. Uh, for anybody who might not remember, it was 36 saves in a one nothing win on October 30th at Enterprise. And to anybody who's still questioning Bennington, if you want to rewatch that game, the Blues actually did not play very well. I was at that game. They played awful. And uh, luckily, we were able to squeak out a one nothing win. So apparently, Jordan Bennington uh, just needs to play against the Blackhawks the rest of his career. He's played well against them. I mean, and as far as the Blues fans are concerned, is like if you're going to pick one team to be good against, you know, fuck the Blackhawks. Let's yeah, be good against them. I mean, it's you shut out the Blackhawks the rest of your career, you will die a legend in St. Louis. Yeah, you get a statue. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So where are the Blues right now in the standings? Uh, I haven't updated this. I updated this after the Blues won, so I don't know if anything's happened since. But they are second in the Central. I hear clicking, so somebody's checking. Uh, second in the Central. Uh, tied for second in the West. Uh, 191 goals for, which is second in the league, and 146 goals against, which is also second in the league. So uh, Blues are um, still atop the league. I know it's easy to see a loss and get upset and get worried because it is a tight race, but uh, Blues still have pretty good positioning right now in the Western Conference. Yeah, Minnesota just got two games in hand on us but can't make up the yep. difference. They're five points back. Right. They'll and pass us and go Nashville, score, but yeah, not points. Yeah. Nashville is uh, tied 3-3 going into the third. Um so they will they will take a game up on us and still if, if they get two points they'll still be four back so we're still in good position vis-a-vis the preds so in terms and this of is... in terms of missing the playoffs the blues would basically have to go on a run like they did in 2018 2019 for those that remember that uh they have 70 that. points right now if they were to just completely collapse miss the playoffs they are, let's see, fifth place, Dallas. They are second wild card, 63 points, same amount of games. Uh, Winnipeg is in sixth with 57 points. Basically, they have a 13-point lead on Winnipeg to miss the playoffs. Uh, they'd have to go on a disastrous tear for that to happen. So, I, again, just get into the playoffs. That's always the key. Once you get there, anything can happen. But you do want to finish strong, and you do want to finish atop the conference if you can. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's no way they're catching Colorado, but. No. Uh, I mean, and I don't, what's it, Winnipeg's, Winnipeg's in six for the wild, or what, what are they? They're fourth for the wild card. Fourth for the wild, yeah. Because Nashville and Dallas are the wild card right now. Followed by Anaheim, Anaheim and Vancouver Winnipeg. are ahead of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. so they're they're yeah. They, Anaheim is uh, was Edmonton oh and Edmonton Ed, Edmonton's right. ahead of them too. You're right. So they're 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 seven points behind the Blues. So that's that's the team right now that is the closest. If the Blues were to fall, right? Uh, I guess if Nashville passes the Blues or Minnesota passes the Blues, if, if, if the Blues fall out of the top three and Edmonton passes the Blues, then. I, I let's guess. put it like this too for yeah. anyone worried about yeah. facing Colorado. Colorado is likely going to win the West. The Blues would have to drop to the last wild card spot to face Colorado in the first round. Right. I don't think that's, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. Don't get me wrong. It's mathematically possible, it's, right. but it's not going to happen. Right. It's, it's one of the least likely scenarios. Yeah. I think I said this. Has Money Puck started putting out their daily their daily stuff yet? Been, I haven't seen it. They've been doing it since the season started, I think. Yeah, they do it every day. Yeah. The, the wheel, the wheel of probability for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I I've said this for a while. So uh, it's how I much I pay attention. <laughs> the I think I want to say in our preseason predictions, uh, a couple of us had the Blues finish in second, maybe to Colorado. Um, I'm not sure where I had. I th- thought I had Minnesota third. The way it is now, I thought I had this. I don't think I had Nashville in the top three. Maybe I did. Um, 
But uh, a couple weeks ago, I thought, you know, this is the way I think it would go, Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota. Um, and the way Nashville is playing, they're not doing – they're falling a little bit, 4-5-1 in the last 10. So, and Minnesota's uh, – well, Minnesota, too. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. I didn't realize that. I haven't paid attention. <laughs> so Yeah. So in in terms of the probability right now we're 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 forty nine point seven percent chance of finishing second in our division, thirty eight percent chance of finishing third, four point nine to fall to wild card one, one point five to fall to wild card two. So we're so we we're, are in great shape. It would take a colossal collapse for mm-hmm. us to be uh, staring down a first round matchup with Colorado. Um, yep. So we'd have like just, four teams yeah, pass us. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yep. Right. Minnesota, so, Nashville, now that I'm advocating for playing 500 hockey, you still want to you still <laughs> want to fire at the you know closer to the six six seven, but. Yeah. You know, what's funny Just is that after don't, the Mon- Mon- don't have the collapse after the Montreal loss that there, the, some people were talking about, you know, they might not even make the playoffs in the one. <laughs> and I, I haven't really been on, uh, on social media a lot tonight, um, especially after the game. So I don't know if people are doing their usual freak out after a loss, you know, um, I, I, if it, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case, but uh, the blues were six Oh and one coming into this game uh tonight and so another six one and one in the last eight so uh it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if people were all over the blues for something because you got to win every uh, game every yeah game, you do you gotta win every yeah game. it's key you gotta win every 82 game. and 0 like yeah. that old verizon commercial with the capitals you can't lose on the road and in, in yep. to a good team you know in new york can't do that yeah mm-hmm. and and again going back to the montreal game who knew that montreal was figuring things out I mean, the other night, yeah. I you know, I, I didn't watch the game, but I saw Winnipeg's up 4 nothing, and the next time I checked, five minutes later, it's tied. Montreal yeah. had just needed needed some confidence that uh, Dominique Ducharme could not provide, and uh, now that they've got it, they're a dangerous team. Um, hopefully, yep. they'll figure out that they don't want to win at this point in the season, <laughs> um, but yeah. Seattle the, just went up. The sky is falling. Yeah, that's that's gonna have an impact on this, on mm-hmm. these numbers on the money puck probability wheel tomorrow. Yep. If it's yeah, and, and if you're podcasting, check the standings today because I'm sure it's like you mentioned, Kurt, with the Nashville going down in this game, huge impact on the standings every game. So that's uh, good Oof. to see. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have the game on, so apparently I, you guys are I, reacting to something. <laughs> either either Bill's ahead of me, or I missed it. Or I'm ahead of him, and I missed it. But uh, I didn't. I heard oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Nashville. Nashville pretty much missed an empty net. So ah, okay, I I missed yeah. it. I guess. Uh so before we get into the next little bit of talk, guys, we're uh, going to be talking about hockey. How hockey is dealing with a lot of the shit going on right now over in uh, Russia and Ukraine. I think we can all agree. We, uh, as I tried to say at the end of last show, because war kind of broke out in the middle of our last show, that we are, we are hoping for peaceful resolutions here. We're, you know, I'll admit I am all about Ukraine 
beating the hell out of Russia. But at the end of the day, if they can find a peaceful resolution, I'm all for it. Uh, but we're going to get into some tough talk here. But uh, just wanted to pass along that we're not advocates of war. And uh, this is uh, something we don't like to see. Uh, it, I, speaking of last week's show, it was interesting that a, a pretty historical moment uh, happened right after we started the show. Where it just kind of it broke, you know, that Russia had started the invasion of the Ukraine. And uh, well, that's just kind of interesting to uh, kind of announce that and and uh, realize that during the show. Yeah, it's it's going to be in history books. Like, oh yeah, these three guys oh, yeah. are recording. Let's go, Let's go Blues Radio, Radio yeah, yeah. and you know, <laughs> war broke out, and this is their reaction. Aside from CNN, uh, MSNBC, Fox News, <laughs> right. and all the major media outlets, um, Let's Go Blues Radio was probably somewhere in the in the low thousands as far as re- uh, reporting, breaking that news. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which we did a great job, let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, so Alexander Ovechkin, who in the past right. Is, right. has been has been known as a a supporter of Vladimir Putin. Uh, he did have to, uh, it was kind of obvious once the eva- invasion started in Ukraine, somebody who supported Putin in the past lives in America. He's going to basically have to have some words about it. Plenty of things he said here. Um, I, I'll try and give the cliff notes. I would say it's a hard situation. I have lots of friends in Russia and Ukraine. It's hard to see another war. Uh, I hope it's going to be over and there's going to be peace in the whole world. His thoughts on Vladimir Putin, he says, quote, well, he's my president, but how I said, I'm not in politics. I'm an athlete. Uh, hope everything's going to be done soon. It's a hard situation right now on both sides. Everything, like how I said, everything I hope is going to be end, and I'm not in control of situation. And then he also says, please, no more war. Doesn't matter who's in the war, Russia, Ukraine, different countries. I think we live in a world like we have to live in peace and a great world. So very neutral is the way I read that, a neutral stance. And and I think that's the best he could do, given that he has family in Russia. But um, I know uh, there was some talks. Oh, it looks like Kurt lost us. Bill, are you still with me? I'm still here. Okay, so we lost Kurt. Okay. Uh, That's okay. Uh, Hopefully you can join us again soon. but, uh, yeah, so tough situation. I know that uh, there were some things that came out from uh, somebody who used to report on the Capitals, Slava Malamud today, Malamud. I probably said that wrong. Um, so check out his Twitter if you're interested. Uh, he had some things to say about Ovechkin and his support of Putin in the past. But um, those are your general comments there from Ovechkin about uh, what's currently going on. Yeah, that um, that that thread by uh, former Caps uh, media member Slava Malmud um, were uh, you know, definitely highly critical. You're know, calling out Ovechkin for previously being a, a mouthpiece for the propaganda of Ukraine being a, a a Nazi fascist country, which it is absolutely not. Just propaganda to allow Putin to have a reason to uh, take over the country. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was an interesting thread. And I used to, I used to like uh, Slava uh, when uh, he covered the, uh, the caps and, um, you know, 
he was prominent on Twitter, um, especially back, um, I think when Wyshynski was still in the DC area. Um, I think he retweeted him quite a bit, um, back in those days. Um, and thought it was interesting that he fell off, you know, haven't seen him around. And he explained that he gave up the media thing and is now a school teacher. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Kurt, I know this is where you, uh, wanted to, to talk. So let's go ahead and get into this. Dominic Koshik and Kelly Chase, former Blue, who we mentioned earlier, uh, they both have actually called for the NHL to revoke Russian players' work visas. Uh, and I, I know they're probably not the only ones, but Kelly Chase is prominent because of his uh, relationship with the Blues. But in a series of tweets, Dominic Koshik, in regards to Alexander Ovechkin's comments, which we just mentioned, he says, quote, what? Not only an alibiist, a chicken shit, but also a liar. Every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer and that Russia is waging an offensive war against the free country and its people. The NHL must immediately suspend contracts for all Russian players. Every athlete represents not only himself and his club, but also his country and its values and actions. That is a fact. If the NHL does not do so, it has indirect co-responsibility for the dead in Ukraine. I also want to want to write that I am very sorry for those Russian athletes who condemn Vladimir Putin and his Russian aggression in Ukraine. However, at the moment, I also consider their exclusion a necessity. Um, earlier that, I think it was the same day, Kelly Chase had tweeted, uh, we, uh, we have good friends and teammates that are Russian, but it'll be interesting to see, I'm guessing he means who, starts the ball rolling, sending the boys home. It will take some balls. Uh, he says, hate to say it, but it would sure as shit would make a statement. And I'll add one more. After Hashik's comments came out, he says, so this morning I was hit in the head too much because I think people were saying, hey, dude, you've been hit in the head too much to make comments like that. Uh, when I said it was being talked about in hockey circles and now there's an, actually a big name player saying it, talking about Hajik, I promised Dom and I never had an international call. So, um, yeah, players saying, former players saying, and, and Hashik for reference, Czech Republic, correct? That's his uh, country. Yes. Yeah. And Kelly yep. Chase obviously being Canadian, but now lives in St. Louis. Uh, those are the comments coming out from some former players about what should be happening. And we also heard reports from, uh, I think it was Ivan Barbashev's agent who said that his players have been receiving, his Russian players have been right. receiving threats. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which, that's the news going around right now about hockey and and Russia and Ukraine. It's hard for me to comprehend where Kelly Chase is coming from with this and, and Hashik too. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and just because Hashik and Chase agree, that doesn't make it any more valid. It doesn't make their points any more valid. Two people can be dead wrong about the same thing. Uh, and that's the case here. Uh, I, it makes no sense whatsoever to suspend or send home Russian athletes playing in the NHL over something that their country is doing back home, especially when those players are not voicing endorsement of those actions or of the president of Russia, Putin. Um, I, I, I don't, 
it's strange to me. I, I, Kelly Chase said it would make a statement. Yeah, it'd make a hell of a statement that the NHL is being very is overreacting to to this situation. Now, Wayne Gretzky came out and he said that the World Juniors, the Federation, should not allow Russia to compete in the World Junior Championships coming up in is it June? I think. Uh, so the World which, Hockey to me, Championships. This is right. World, World Juniors, World Juniors, the rescheduled games. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, and and I was, and I'm I'm on board with that because that's a completely different situation. That's that's a country being allowed to participate right. in a in a worldwide tournament. It's no different than like the Olympic Committee sanctioning a country and not letting them compete or whatever. Uh, same kind of thing. And I totally on board with what Wayne Gretzky said about he said that Russia should not be allowed to participate in that tournament. I agree with that. But to suspend the players over here, the Russian players over here, they're not representing their country. I mean, they may feel like they're proud to be Russian on the on U.S. ice playing in uh, you know the NHL, uh, but they're not out there wearing carrying around the Russian flag. They're not out there uh, doing that kind of a thing. They're not really. I wouldn't say they're representing their country out there. They're they're representing the city they're playing for and getting paid to play in. They're representing that team that they're on and that that city, um, and they happen to be Russian or you know any of the European countries or Canadian or whatever. Uh, they're not, you know, Hashik seems to think that they're out there representing the country and, uh, re- and, and pushing those, that country's values and, and actions, uh, which is, I don't see that at all. I, I don't where, where that comes from. And maybe that's from the heart for him. Maybe he feels like on the ice that he's representing his country and that's fine. But if you're not actively saying anything about it, then you could feel pride in playing for the NHL and in representing Russia or whatever country, that's fine. But uh, again, they have nothing to do with political decisions made in Russia. I don't understand the, what that would accomplish. What would that, what would that even do to, I mean, I don't get that at all. I, I, am I, am I, you guys, you a, no, I'm with you. With you. I'm or, with you. I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard 100%. time putting it into words because it doesn't I, make any sense to me. And you know, it's, it's like, it so random. Me. It's crazy to me because it may be Hashik's far removed because he, he hasn't lived in North America in so long. It's crazy to me to see guys like Kelly Chase say that because they're obviously, I mean, you know, you saw him, you've seen him with Vladimir Tarasenko, with Ivan Barbashev, with guys that he played with in Russia or from Russia. You know, uh, we've seen him. And it's just, it's crazy to me to see because, I, well, I love what Ken Morris says right here. The Russian hockey players are innocent victims of this war, just like us. You know, they're on work visas here. You know, it'd be one thing if Alexander Ovechkin, after Russia invades Ukraine, starts posting, you know, yeah, I'm going to go join the war effort. I'm going to go, you know, side with the Russians and invade Ukraine with them. Okay. Yeah, suspend his work visa. Get him out of here. We don't need to deal with somebody like that. Right. But he hasn't. That's not the case at all. I mean, history, I mentioned earlier, I made a joke about history repeating itself. If the U.S. were to do something like that, what did the U.S. do with Japan when they bombed Pearl Harbor? 
and, and and I know that this is different. It's not U.S. soil, but you know, what do we do with with Germans in the U.S. back in the forties? It's you can't repeat the same mistakes. Right. You can't do it. Right. It's it's not it's not the exact same thing, but it's the same mentality, right? That that leads to internment camps, right? It's these people are you know in you know it maybe it's it's you know a, a a tough guy wanting to be tough and say you know it's wartime now there are enemies but that's not that's not how the world is right and that that mentality would lead to you know to internment camps not not that they're going to put you know Alex Ovechkin in an internment camp that you know they could potentially send him home, but it's just ridiculous. And when I heard when I heard you guys, you know, or saw you guys texting back and forth about Chase's comments because I didn't see them, my first thought was, you know, the the Grandpa Simpson old man yells at Cloud, right? That, that's <laughs> yeah, what it. Right. It's exactly what I thought, and you know, it's just you know, grumpy old white man who has an opinion and you know an outlet for it. <laughs> I, I disagree with it, and you know, just let's he, move on. He okay. So Chase said in his first tweet about this, he said we have good friends and teammates that are Russian, but which totally reminds me of, say, if someone's having like a a you know what is racist conversation, it's like the, a person will say I have black friends, but you know what I mean. Some right. of my best friends are black, but you know, there's no but here. There's no. Um, and, and doing this and uh, Chase coming out and saying this, Hasha coming out and saying this is so, uh, out of touch with, with reality that they don't understand what's going to happen. And Barbashev's agent has come out and said what this, this kind of stuff, people are, people are stupid. And if they think that, oh, Russian players in the NHL, we learned one thing from 2016 to 2020, it's that people are stupid. People are very stupid, and they're coming out of the woodwork. But um, just yeah, just because someone has a platform doesn't mean it's uh, it's you know smart conversation like like this show. <laughs> but uh, you know, so some idiot hears these comments from Chase or Hashik or whoever wants to you know suspend and kick the Russians out of the NHL uh, because of this conflict, uh, and if the NHL doesn't act, or even if they do, then all of a sudden you got some you know. Billy Bob moron wanting to, you know, take, make threats against Russian players or take a shot at a Russian player. If he sees him after a game, walk into his car or something. It's just like, it, it's just so irresponsible of Chase and Hashik to make these kinds of comments, uh, a reckless, irresponsible comments that are only going to uh, cause problems for the Russian players in the NHL when they had nothing to do with any of this unless some of them are secretly, you know, Putin advisors then, and they're, they're advising on the war. I, I mean, I, 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 I hate it's... To, what Bill said about 2016, 2020. I hate to get into that, but when Trump's first order of business was to do the travel ban. And I remember like hearing people that, that knew like, uh, like in this, in my area, there's a lot of uh, Bosnians um, in South County because St. Louis provided a safe haven for them uh, many, many, many years ago. And hearing people tell me like, 
all of a sudden racism is back. Like people were so good to them for so long, but then it was like, and, and yes, they've always dealt with racism. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to say that it went away, but all of a sudden but they couldn't even go to people would have to you get away with. They couldn't Some even like go to the store. Yeah, well, and they wouldn't even like they couldn't even go to the store without hearing a racist like, comment. You know, all of a sudden because of this, because Trump is telling everyone like, "Oh, these people are bad." It's like I've been a U.S. citizen for twenty years. You know, like why am I all of a sudden a bad person? And and I think that's what's going on here with with Russia. Like, just even and and let's put it like this too, Alex Ovechkin. His family's still in Russia. He comes out and says, Vladimir Putin's an asshole, and I hope somebody assassinates him. Guess what? His family's not living anymore. He's not going to see him ever again. You know? Like, you just, well, you can't, that's not the right mindset to have about people. I think wasn't Ovechkin... It, kind of, wasn't Panarin, like, he's been pretty critical of Putin, doesn't go back to oh, Russia yeah. in the summers anymore? Putin, yeah, Putin, uh, 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 Panarin and Ovechkin are like polar opposites as far as support for yeah. Putin goes. Now, I think Ovechkin kind of probably is the catalyst for these comments uh, because he's very pro-Putin. Uh, he even had that uh, uh, Team Putin or Putin team or whatever it was the, the URL was uh, to support Putin. And, and, and there was rumors that he was going to be the ambassador to sports or something from Russia after he retires or whatever. Um, and there's, Ovechkin still has a picture of him and Putin as his profile picture on Instagram. Uh, and the fact that that stayed up now for over a week after the invasion, or I guess it's been a week, um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's telling, right. That he's basically showing support. So I think, I think his comments in the past and, and, and what he said is probably kind of, and, and that's being brought to the forefront by a lot of people. Oh, Ovechkin supports this guy. Uh, that's probably fueling these conversations, the, the comments from Chase and Hashik, uh to blanket statement all Russian players, which I think is asinine and stupid. Um, I, I don't, and it's uh, to accuse, to assume that they had anything to do with it, or guilty by association, kind of a kind of a thing is is not what this country is about. Um, it shouldn't. I mean, even though we've got a bad history with. Uh, stuff like that. But we look back on those times and we think how wrong they were. And like, gosh, you know, those internment camps, you know, the Japanese uh, World War II, that was terrible. We shouldn't have never done that. Um, ask George Takai about it, right? Uh, Sulu from and the, Star Trek. The people, His family wasn't. The, the people who supported that are, were on the wrong side of history. Right. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's think, why. And we're already seeing that again. Yeah. I mean, we look back on that stuff and we look, we, we, we look at history and we're like, oh my gosh, that was such a. We were so we were you know not we were ignorant of of what was right and wrong at the time. We overreacted. We did this, you know, and then and then we have people like Chase and Hosh, I'd say, doing the same goddamn thing, uh, not learning from past mistakes, and they want to do the same thing over and over again. And it's just like, come on, guys. I mean, I, it, the 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 phrase you know never meet your heroes um, is is a real thing because I used to I loved Kelly Chase when he played for the Blues. He thought he was such a cool player, inspirational guy, you know, lunch pail guy, um, played wore his heart on his sleeve, funny, you know, seemed like a good guy, but then you give him a platform on social media and he just has diarrhea all over the place of the mouth. And it's just like, Oh, he's, he's that kind of a guy. 
So mm. I think a lot less of Chase nowadays because of that. Because he's he said some things that were just off the board stupid. Um, and I just you know you stick to hockey and I don't I shouldn't say that. I mean I he, you can have your opinion, but you know if you put it out there, you know be prepared to be judged on it because it ain't good. Ken Morris says uh, Canada did the same thing with Japanese Canadians in World War II. I actually didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't know that either. But it's not shocking because that's that was a long time ago. It was eighty years ago. So I mean, it's, it's and there's uh, a it, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of uh, Japanese and Korean in Ontario. Is there not? I couldn't tell you. No. I'm pretty Not sure there sure is. The demographics. Uh, in, no, it's, I, I thought it, it's mostly uh, in uh, British Columbia. Um, okay. Because of the proximity to the, the Pacific Ocean. Um, but, okay. But uh, yeah, it, it, you know, Ken can espouse since he is the uh, resident Canadian just... on the panel, if you will. Right. right. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I, it's unfortunate that you know, that the plat, the, they're using the platform to say these things, uh, which is just hateful, ignorant things about innocent people. You know, I wouldn't want to be uh, lumped in with, you know, anything that my government did that I've had nothing to do with. You know, I don't want to be, if I'm working overseas, I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, threatened and harassed and kicked out of the country for something, you know, whoever the president is at the time decides to do to another country. I had nothing to do with that. So it's just a, it's, a, it's dumb, dumb, just a dumb thing to say. Uh, Ken Morris says, bingo, Bill, British Columbia is correct. So, yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> yep. Um, so we uh, we Thank got rapid fire. Bothered. We got rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL, but we're going to call it from around the hockey world. Uh, and I'm going to skip the first one here. We can go back to that one, boys, while we're on this topic. Uh, Jokerit of Finland and Dynamo Riga of Latvia dropped from the KHL amid the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, I saw a very interesting, uh, they had a little panel discussion about this on TSN and Chris Johnston, this is a direct quote from his, he says, quote, one agent over there told me that his agent that had his money stored in rubles has basically seen that amount of money decrease by half because of the currency's instability. Some are wondering about the long-term viability of the KHL. They got the playoffs going, but there's a lot of wreckage around those playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really, and again, that it's hard to compare how Europe runs their sports leagues to to the U.S. But think of it this way: it, it, this is probably the best comparison we can make. You know, 16 teams in the NHL make the playoffs, and all of a sudden. Toronto and Montreal are just like, we don't like the way us is doing things. We're going to drop out the NHL playoffs. We're just not going to play. That's pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, the Russian ruble dropping in value tremendously. Did you know the Russian ruble is now worth less than the Robux video game currency? <laughs> My son plays Roblox, right? And uh, they have current in-game currency called Robux, and apparently Robux is now worth more than the Russian ruble. That's ridiculous. But according hilarious. to PC World, according to PC World, <laughs> that was a article that came out uh, what, four or five days ago. What was the <laughs> the Sims money? Is the Sims money more expensive uh, now? I don't know. I haven't played the Sims. Simoleon. 
Is that what those were called? Simoleon. Uh, it's that's funny. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, players throughout the KHL who are not of Russian descent are looking to break from their contracts from the same little panel. I saw them talking about some prominent players in the league and former NHLers, including Shane Prince, Jeff Platt, and Nick Shore. Uh, again, prominent players in the KHL, former NHL players are basically saying, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, I think, uh, I think that's I heard that not the, surprising. Their agents, I think are, were recommending that they do that. Yeah. For their own safety. So, Yep. I mean, it's yeah, that's it, and that's a player's decision. So, I mean, it's you, you want to do that? That's I I get that completely. Yeah, I mean, if I were in a country that was not of my descent, and they were invading another country, my first thought is, well, I don't care if I have a job or not. I got to get out of here. Well, I mean, if, if if I'm okay, I'm American, so if I'm playing hockey in the KHL, and uh, Russia goes to war with Ukraine, which they are. Um, and the U.S. the U.S. could conceivably enter the war at any time. I don't want to be stuck as a, an American over in Russia when we're at war with Russia. Fuck no, you know uh, that's that's a that I I could end up in an internment camp in a country that you know could do that at the drop of a hat. So yeah, get out yeah. now. Yep, yep. Uh, anything else on? Russia Ukraine boys before we move on to the last tidbit here. Uh nah, I think I think we've covered it pretty damn so well. I want to I want to make sure to give you boys your platform if you want it. Uh, Just a quick resolution, that's all I I'd love to see this uh and to to Russia to GTFO and uh the world can get on with our lives and Russia can be sanctioned appropriately and uh pay for what they've done cuz they're going to they're going to pay for this. I mean, oh, they're going to get Oh yeah. Their military is going to be, they're going to have to, uh, I mean, whether they abide by it or not, I mean, this is, you have to strip down the, the military, they have to, they'll probably lose their nukes. Uh, I hope all kinds of stuff happens to them. Well, and that's that's the scary thing is like, you know, Putin went into this knowing that and not to get too uh, doomsday-ish here, but knowing the sanctions he was going to face, you know, and he still went around, went, went about doing it. It really makes you a little nervous about what else he's thinking about doing after invading Ukraine. Mm. So, again, that's for another mm. show. That's for Discord. Are you trying to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to rationalize uh, an irrational person. It's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Morris says Kirk ooh, could ooh, write ooh. his great escape from a Russian gulag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep the stock uh, up, and you will. Hey, yep. While we're while we're doing rapid fire hockey tidbits, goalie goal, goalie goal. Oh, there was goalie a goalie goal. goal. Oh, I, Lucas look- Dostal of the hmm. Ducks farm system scored against Colorado tonight. Nice, that's awesome. I love seeing that. Huh. Yeah, I, you know that's cool. one thing, I man. I, I don't remember who it was. I remember it was some old curmudgeon on the old back, way back when ESPN, the last time they had hockey. And uh, I remember some old curmudgeon on there just talking about how he hated when goalies go for the goal. And he's I like, that's not their job. And I'm like, no, mm. come on, man. 
it's awesome to see him try for it. I think you're too young to use the word curmudgeon. No. <laughs> That's I'm an not. old person word, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not young. I'm an old man. Uh, young, too young to use that word. That's a got to be over 60 to use that word. Right? Damn. So you're not curmudgeon? even old enough to use no, curmudgeon. not even me. No. <laughs> wow. Not even you. Curmudgeon sounds like, I don't know, the same, people that, that, you know, have a kid named Melba uh, can use the word curmudgeon. <laughs> I've used it on the show before because I've I've had founders uh old curmudgeon old curmudgeon, and curmudgeon's uh, yeah. wife as my beer you have an, show before. You have an old uh, you have an old soul though, Bill. That's old okay. soul. <laughs> <laughs> I I also have an old body to go with it. It's pretty appreciated. <laughs> you're gonna start no, you're gonna take up hockey with me and you're gonna get back into it. Yeah. Well, I have been uh, I've been hitting the rowing machine every morning, so that's, well, there you uh, go. That's my start. That's a start. So you're gonna you're gonna row or you're gonna play hockey? <laughs> I'm gonna row myself into the rig <laughs> and then crawl my way out. They say rowing is supposed to be some of the best exercise for you. Yeah, it's um it's been pretty good so far and low impact on the knees, so I like it. Yeah, they say, they say that about sex too. That low impact on the knees, not how I do it. No, well, well, that's that's a different story. You said uh, it's a great workout. It is a great workout, but I've never had it. Um, uh, goodness. Um, well, let's go off the rail at the end here. Yeah, right. Uh, so, the best shit is always right at the end. Yeah, so us going off the rails is just as surprising as the Blackhawks naming their new GM. He's the 10th GM in franchise history. Uh, guys, he's uh, he's new to the franchise, was not around in 2010. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry, I'm reading that wrong. Uh, he was an interim GM, joined the Hawks as an operations intern in 2010. Has also worked as a video analyst. What's everybody's that? Everyone's gone, right? Wasn't everybody gone? Yeah, yeah everyone's gone from 2010. That was, that was the thing. Everyone's gone. Uh, has also worked as a video analyst, hockey operations manager, and assistant GM. Eddie Olchek, Marion Hosa, and Patrick Sharp, assisted by CEO Danny Wartz and president of business operations Jamie Faulkner, spearheaded the team's GM search. We make jokes. He was an intern in 2010. I don't want to demonize this guy before he gets the job. But it is just funny to see, like, we're going to change our culture. Everything's changing. But this guy's been with us since 2010, so we're going to hire him. It's the Blackhawks, man. They're, I I think the writing's on the wall here that they just ain't going to change. I mean, not, anything, they, anything that if you think they're changing, I think it's all like surface change. Nothing, nothing. I, I mean, it's going to take a lot of effort and a long time before... Uh, you convince me that they they're actually deep rooted in this effort to change, because they've stumbled all over themselves after the Kyle Beach thing, uh, or well during the Kyle Beach thing, and ever, ever since, uh, even after it came out, you know they've they've tripped and stumbled when they could have easily. It's so easy to do the right thing and say the right thing, and they just haven't. Time and time again, they've screwed up, botched up. And it's like, okay, they're just, they're just not going to change. They're just not going to, I mean, they'll, 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 put, they'll put makeup on a pig, right? They'll put makeup on a pig. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, it's it's you know, and again, I I feel bad because this this kid clearly. I mean, I I almost all but guarantee he had no idea what was going on in the Kyle Beach situation. But it's just it's just not a good look when you're like, we're going to bring in these three guys who are going to help us find a new GM to change the culture of this franchise. But it's a guy who's been there for twelve years. Right. Right, right down and, the hall. That's, that's the guy yeah, I found. Right down the hall. <laughs> right down the hall. All, he was already GM because he had the interim tag after Stan Bowman stepped aside. It, it's just, it's, it's a bad look. I wish, I wish the best for this kid. I, I, I say kid. I don't know how old he is, but I know he looks young. Um, I wish him the best, and I hope he brings in a new culture to the Blackhawks. But it's just, it's not a good look. Their vast extensive search, you know, they came up with the guy that was right there. The guy that was sitting <laughs> right. right. The, hey, the guy, a guy that right I could have. The <laughs> they could have hired me to do an exhaustive search, and I could have picked that guy. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy that has a job right now? Yeah, okay, yeah, let's he, go with the that. Guy, the, the acting GM right now, sure. And he's right on the hall. Oh yeah, he's good enough. He's fine. Yeah. You already got a guy. Seems, Get him. Just, he's, just keep he him. He seems cool. Yeah. I had a beer with him the other night. He was fun. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. It's it's funny to laugh at the Hawks over a situation that's not funny, I guess. But um, it, it's because it's the Blackhawks, right? It, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you 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 hate the Blackhawks, uh, sports rivalry wise. It's just it's just a shame that you know real life. It's just sad yeah. that they can't get this right. Um, like you said, Jeff. Not saying this guy's not right, but it's just kind of comical in a sad way. Well, anything else, boys? Nope. <laughs> Lots of lots of chatter in the YouTube chat tonight. Like I said, I do not have Facebook open, so I'm not sure if there's anything over there. But uh, thanks, everybody, for participating. Always fun. Always have a good time. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Also by Center Ice Brewery, which provides drinks brewed in our fair city and is available throughout the city at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars, including at Enterprise Center. Visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor, vendor near you. That's centericebrewery.com. Click to say you're 21 at the beginning. And um, there's a link at the top, I think, that says something about where you can find our beer. Uh, that will do it for episode 25 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. Cheers to all of you and cheers to all our podcasting audience as well. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. 
St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.